Hey folks, I don't know if you know this, but every month at The Gently Mad, we give away a book. And this past month, we gave away The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And this coming month, we're going to be giving away The Brain Audit by Sean D'Souza. And this book is fantastic. It has, I would say... It is one of the biggest factors for how well my new business has gone. It's completely changed the way I think about starting and running businesses. So if you want to get that book for free, all you got to do is leave me a rating and review in iTunes. And you can do that by going to thegentlymad.com slash review. There's step-by-step instructions there. Or if you're on your phone right now, you can text the keyword book club to the number 345-345, and I will email you all the instructions. All right, let's do the show. guys it is gently mad time it's monday that means it's time for a new episode of the gently mad thanks for listening i'm adam clark i'm your host this is uh the show where we talk about well pretty much everything but it's it's usually under the guise of entrepreneurship i i like to think that there's something useful about life or entrepreneurship in this show but kind of the guiding principle is is no bullshit that's that's you know, that's what I strive for is super authentic, super real, probably probably too real at times. I probably cross that line of TMI more often than I intend to. I, I honestly really don't know where that line is. That's just kind of the person I am. I just kind of bleed all over everyone, whatever it is that I'm feeling. Sorry for those of you who don't like that, but uh, I know a lot of you do, and that's why you listen to the show. So, good. Good for you. Good for you. I'll send you a sticker. We've got Matt Giovanisi on the show today, and Matt's a friend of mine. He's been on the show before, and a lot has happened since the last time he was on the show. I feel like our lives have followed somewhat similar paths in terms of business and self-discovery, self-actualization. At least it seemed that way from the conversation. And uh, it was a good one. I, I feel like I, I feel like I actually got some clarity about this show from talking to Matt, uh, which, which is super helpful to me. And I mean, if I'm learning shit, then I mean, you're going to learn shit. So hopefully you'll enjoy the conversation. It's another long one. Uh, sorry, guys. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Matt's the talker and I am too. So you put us together and it just never ends. But, uh, but I, I did try to get it get it down to about two hours so that it's uh, somewhat listenable. But uh, it was a good conversation, and, and we'll get back to that in just a minute. Can you guys believe it's almost June? It's almost the frickin' summertime, 2018. I cannot believe how fast time is flying right now. I think a lot of it has to do with how busy I am. Uh, my new business, Podcast Royale, has been doing extremely well. If you don't follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, then and you would know this because that's where I post these kinds of things. But it's just it's doing really well, way better than I ever expected. We're just we're officially just crossed being one month old and I, I'm way further ahead than I thought I would be at this point. So I'm really excited about that. But I'm also really 
overwhelmed. There's so much work to be done. And it's a kind of work that is new to me. You know, I'm not used to having a team and hiring people and needing to train people and manage and onboard and all that kind of stuff. I'm used to the freelance lifestyle and this is completely different, but it's really exciting. I got to say, it's really exciting to be building something that is actually moving me toward the goals I have for my life. (laughs) I mean, you'd think I would have started this sooner. But no, I had to wait until I'm almost 40 before I decided maybe I should create some goals here for what I actually want out of this existence and then do something to try to get to them, you know? But uh, but that's what I did. And so things are, are moving along really well. But what's different now than what has been the case for most of my life is I feel like I'm getting somewhere. I feel like the the days end and I'm that many steps closer to the goals that I have for myself, which in the past, and Matt and I talked about this in the show, in the past, it, it felt a lot like just sort of being tossed around, you know, in the ocean, living a very reactionary life. Uh, things would happen and I would respond to that. And it would never feel like I was actually getting anywhere. It felt like all this work and I was just barely keeping my head above water. So if you're feeling kind of burned out or you're feeling like you're on the road to burnout, I think one of the big differences is the kind of work that you're doing. That makes a big difference in how you feel about that work and how you feel at the end of the day when you go to bed, whether or not you feel like you you made any progress or it was just another day of putting out fires and just being super busy, but not actually accomplishing much. So if you're in that position, first of all, listen to this episode, because I think it will be helpful to you. Second of all, figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish and figure out if what you're doing right now is actually moving you in that direction. It seems super simple. It seems like, well, duh. I mean, doesn't everyone know that? Well, I didn't I mean, I knew that somewhere in my head, I knew that, but I didn't know it, know it. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know it deep down in my soul. You know, I I didn't know it enough that I, I changed and did something different. And that's the key is, is getting so fed up with what you don't like that you actually change. And that's kind of what has been happening for me this year. And I think that's what it takes, honestly. That's my little uh, that's my little intro for the week. I hope you're not feeling like I have felt for the last few years. But if you are, then take some of that to heart. I think it'll help you. All right. We're going to talk to Matt in just one second. But before we do that, we've got a new sponsor and the sponsor is a little bit different than normal. So check it out. Alright guys, this episode is sponsored by the Paradise Pack, and you may have heard of the Paradise Pack before, it's an annual thing, it's an assortment of online courses and cool stuff that is put together in one package that you can purchase, obviously at a pretty significant discount. 
And this year, my course, Irresistible Podcasting, is part of the Paradise Pack, so that's why I'm telling you about it right now. (laughs) But also, Matt Giovanisi, who is on the show today, as you know, his course, SEO for Bloggers, which is fantastic, I bought it, and it's so good, that's also part of the Paradise Pack. So for less than the cost of our two courses together, you get the Paradise Pack and you get like a dozen other awesome courses. So if you want to check it out, just go to thegentlymad.com slash paradise. That'll send you over to the page where you can look at everything that is in this bundle and see if it's something you're interested in. I'd love for you to check it out. Again, the URL is thegentlymad.com slash paradise. All right, we have reached the time in the show where it is time to talk to Matt. So let's do it. What are, what are we waiting for? I don't know. All right. Let's, okay, fine. All right, let's do it. of your episodes have you done in person now um in person just two two okay so uh what do you are they dramatically better only a little better maybe even you don't like it as much like uh what's your feel at this point i think it doesn't for me it doesn't matter the in-person stuff the in-person stuff uh is fine like, it's really easy because Steph is here. Yeah. Um, and so Steph was my second episode. And I found that super easy because, I mean, I would talk all the time. So it's not about – it's really not about them being here versus Skype. It's how what good of a rapport that I already have with them. So yeah. I recorded a conversation with my friend Sean. I recorded one with uh, Corbett. These are people that I, I know personally – and so I feel like, and even Justin Jackson, who I've never met, was incredibly like we. It's like it's like we we had known each other for forever, <laughs> and we, that was over Skype. But I always put video on because, for like I did one episode where I didn't have video, and it was with my friend Zach, who was a good friend of mine, and it's like I. I, I'm not very good at talking on the phone because I don't like if you're sitting here right now and you're about to go like you're like I can see it in your eyes and face that you want to say something. So <laughs> I will hold back. Otherwise, I'll just fucking keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so well, I'm just I, maybe I'm just used to maybe I'm just used to interrupting and just, you know, that's the way it goes. I don't know. I've um, I always thought the in-person interview was like the Holy Grail because uh, probably like every other podcaster wannabe um yeah. mark maron is kind of a hero definitely is to me and so i always thought man you know someday have a show where it's always in person so then i thought well you know i, I live close to nashville and there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of bands i'd love to interview so i don't know a few years ago i would i would go to nashville and i would just take my gear and do some in-person interviews and yeah. uh it was fine but it wasn't like this um I don't know. It, it wasn't like this dramatic difference that I I thought it would be. It yeah. completely depended on, like you just said, it completely depended on the person. So, yeah, and your rapport with them. So yeah, and then I realized, like someone like you know, even though like Marin does all his stuff in person, uh, someone like uh, Terry Gross, who I also love. I mean, 
none of her stuff is in person or at least very little. So yeah. it made me kind of change my, what I thought, you know, someday the goal, you know, would be, it'd be so awesome if everything could be in person. But then I realized I don't think it really, no. um, really matters that much, honestly. No, I mean, for me, it, it doesn't. As long as the, I, to me, I think the in-person thing only matters because the audio is super clean. But yeah, the way that I, the way that I'm going to do the podcast now is, which is how I did not do it before is I would just interview fucking anyone. Right. So, and I just hate it asking them to record it on their side. So I would just I use Ecamm and just go, you know, Hey, their side's going to be slightly shitty, but I can, I could goose it with, you know, some yeah. clever, you know, audio manipulation. But this time I'm, I mean, this go around, I'm literally only talking to people who, who are at my level of, <laughs> you know entrepreneurialship there's, there's, there's so few people at your level though <laughs> well you know like friend like friends who like who get this kind of stuff yeah and it's like mean. i have no and, yeah. I, and at this point i have no problem going hey corbett hey record on your side and he's like okay yeah it's a button like i don't have to explain what the how to fuck to do that because i used to have to explain that like all right what do you use a mac or a pc okay you're on a mac okay <laughs> go into the uh i have all these time. things recorded though now like i have videos and i have email templates that i send people to let them know how to do this stuff but yeah but i get what you're saying i mean uh three years ago that was uh well i don't know if i've actually said this before or not but that was one of the big reasons that i quit the show was because i had talked to uh, pretty much who I had talked to, who I wanted to talk to back at the right. beginning of it, I made a list of like everyone I'd like to talk to. And there were probably 30, 40 people on that list. And then as I got into it, that list grew, yeah. um, to about maybe 50, 60 people. But once I got through them, not only was Done. I burned out, I just, yeah. you know, and I had other friends who were like, dude, just, you know, hire someone to book guests or, or whatever, you know, yeah. you don't have to do all that. And I'm like, but this show doesn't work like that. It's just, I can't, this show is, is, is much about, uh, me, you know, I talk just as much, just really Adam's therapy hour. I mean, if we're right. going to be honest. And so yeah. it only works with people that I specifically want to talk to. Like it doesn't work with just some random person. So, yeah. yeah. So for you though, I mean, like, I mean, I'm assuming you don't just have an infinite list of, uh, uh, friends and, and, and people on your, you know, your little mountaintop level there. So what are you, you, you going to do when you, you know, you, you hit, you know, 30 episodes and you're like, well, who the fuck am I going to talk to now? Oh, you no, know? I mean, oh, I've already, I've it's already decided that um, they're not guests, they're co-hosts. So right. everybody who comes, so really the, each episode is based around a single topic. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck about the person on the other end to be honest. Like I'm not interviewing yeah. anyone. So I'm, so Corbett comes on 10, 15 times throughout right. the course of 10 years or, or, so you it's know, just going to be a rotating, you know, you might yeah, have rotating cast of characters, yeah, friends yeah, yeah. of the show that keep, you know, uh, my, my particular, like I listen to comedy bang me that's like my favorite podcast. Yeah. And it's like Paul F. Tompkins is on probably every three or four episodes. Yeah. It's like, he's the same he, and he plays different characters, but he comes on and that's kind of how I, like I plan on having Steph. Steph is my fallback. Steph is the, is the person who, Oh, if I, you know, couldn't get a guest this week or a guest here, I go calling him guest, but that's, I, I mean, yeah, it's easy enough to say. I'm sure she if feels great about that by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, but she wants, she'll be like, she'll, she'll eat. She'll say, Oh, I think we should talk about this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, great idea. Let's go record it. You know, and it's and that becomes the the show. And I have a 
for me in Asana, I have a list of topics that I want to cover, and I may go out and choose people based on those topics that I know are qualified to talk about it. Like I, if I want to talk about design trends for an episode, like just like all the just like con, you know yeah, how designers totally. are, I could reach out to you. I could reach out to my friend Nathaniel. I could reach out to Chase, like people who are who I know do the same kind of work as me yeah. and, and we can talk inside baseball and I don't care. I don't, yeah, you know, I, I think that's really good. I mean, and that's given, actually that's, that's really helpful to me. Um, just a slight, uh, cause I feel like that's kind of what, uh, the gently mad is anyway, although it's definitely more interviewee than, yeah, um, yeah. than what you're Probably, doing, yeah. but it's still a lot less interviewee than a typical, you know, interview podcast is, and the best yeah. episodes are the ones with my friends and with people that have been on multiple times and stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah. it's a subtle shift to just, I mean, I don't even call them interviews. I call them conversations. It's just, it's just bullshit semantics anyway, but sure, I feel sure. like that subtle shift, even thinking about it in terms of, um, okay, I don't have to have someone new. I just need to have someone that I want to talk to about a particular thing. And that, right. that, that kind of opens up the doors to make it you know, you don't have to worry about, okay, what, like last time, what happens when I run out of people to talk to? Because it's not, uh, it's not about, and I've worried before, like, okay, come on, Justin or Corbett, this yeah. is your fourth time on the show, right. you know? And I would have a few people who would give me a little bit of shit about like, um, how many times are you going to interview the same people? But you know, those people I don't think got the, got the intent of the show anyway. So, yeah. uh, that's cool. That's uh, okay. Well, that's that's what I needed out of this. So, yeah. um, all right, uh, we're well, good. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, so you are. Uh, what's your what's your middle name this week? I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I was gonna announce you, but I don't really know. Twink statue. Twink 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 statue. Matt yeah. Twinkie uh, Giovanni is uh, is here uh, metaphorically here and yeah, uh sure. so you've got so there, there were some specific things like again you know there's specific things i wanted to talk to you about i wanted to talk to you about um why you're so fucking cynical and <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you do your research <laughs> do you have do you have like do you have like prepared things oh no no i never oh, okay. I, I never do that shit um oh, I, man i even i do that what do you mean like what do you mean prepared things like, oh dude like I, every time no jumping off points and oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I have that in mind when I ask someone to be on the show. Like, there's oh, something okay. I want to talk to them about, or I feel like I um, it would be good. But yeah, I don't do. Um, it's it's so weird. Like, there's all this. There's all these like quote podcasting rules, and I guess you could say they're just might be good storytelling rules in general. Hmm. But um, I've always found that my best stuff is when. I just do whatever the hell it is I want to do and and forget about that. So like, I don't really prepare for anything. Like ideally, like I'll have an idea if, if I'm actually interviewing someone, they'll have an idea about who they are, what they've done, you know, what they've talked about on other shows or what most people know them for. So I can try to like focus on something else. Yeah. But, um, but like I, I would never do like, you know, and, and uh, this like insane level of, of, of research to quote, be prepared. Maybe it's probably because I'm lazy, but I tell myself it's because I want, um, I want to come at it as if 
you know, as, as the listener would, you know, so I'm not just asking questions that I already know the answer to, to get them to talk about it. Like I'm genuinely asking out of interest cause I have no idea. And well that, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the secret is, is literally being actually interested in the other person. Yeah. If yeah, that's yeah. what you're doing. But I, I mean, at the same time for me, I, I'm always interested in the topic. So it's not about the other person that I'm always interested in. I'm not interested in that. I will find things throughout the conversation yeah. like, oh, wait, did you ever do that? Is that did you, you know, and I'll totally. genuinely be interested at that exact moment, but I'm more interested in the topic. And so even when I was doing List of Money Matters, um, I knew, you know, even when I knew a, a topic very well, like, let's say, you know, I don't know, resume writing or some, you know, innocuous, whatever, <laughs> uh, I would just I would sit. The, the only preparation I would do is sit down with myself and just go, what do I want to know? Because right. in the moment I might forget, oh, shit, I should have asked that. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to forget those points that I want to make. And even when I make videos and stuff, when I make videos, I usually don't script them, especially like if I'm doing something that I know so much about, like in pool care or something. I'll still make a bulleted list because I don't want to admit I don't want to be absent-minded in the moment and yeah. then and then regret later that I was like I should have brought that up not asked the question or not found out something but like brought that point up that's actually the point I wanted to make but I went on a tangent totally and, yeah and I, I mean I do that. that I mean I have I do have like bullet points and stuff like that but when you said research I guess in my mind uh, I was thinking of something more more intentional and more intense, but it sounds like yeah. we do basically the same thing. Probably the same, yeah. But um, but what I mean is, I don't spend. It's, it's not like a lot of time, you know. And right. especially with someone like you, or the people that tend to be repeating. Um, um, I was going to say guests again too. Um, I'm just going to call them guests. So the repeating guests sure. on the show, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm familiar with them enough in real life anyway that you know. Th- there's less and less prep you have to do because it's right. not really about um, it's really about just having a conversation and seeing where it goes. And, and that's how the that's how the show started in the first place was that I was having these phone calls with friends of mine in the design industry. And I thought that they were really great phone calls. And I thought this would make an interesting podcast. Sure. So the goal was just to record essentially those Bad. phone calls. And then it kind of once I was once it was an official podcast, then it then it kind of went more into uh, an interview lane, and uh, I feel like I have somewhat successfully gotten it back out of that. But um, uh-huh. but the original goal was just to record conversations and and make something that I would the kind of thing that I would want to listen to. So, um, which is interesting because I find a lot of people make shit that they wouldn't really be interested in themselves. They're just doing it because, well, I don't know why, maybe because they think it's more profitable or for for whatever reason, you know, I always found that in a band, like, you know, the, the songs I love, the kind of music I love playing when we were on tour was not the kind of music I like to listen to, you know, um, Mm. like I loved playing you know, I love just rocking out on stage because that was fun to do on the drums. But I didn't really like that kind of music that much. I listened to more, you know, singer songwritery, you know, Bob Dylan kind of stuff. But I hated uh, playing that kind of music because it wasn't nearly as fun. So that's boring. Yeah. Um, so I found that like, as it's just kind of the same thing. There are certain things that I I might prefer to consume, but I wanted to try to make something that I actually wanted. 
I would want to consume as well. Uh, I just think it's going to end up as a better, better thing. If, and you'll end more sustainable for you. Yeah, and it's more fun, you know. And, I, and I've been down the road of burnout multiple times, and knock it off. And <laughs> I'm trying to stop doing that. I'm trying to, uh, you know, look at the not the signs, but like wh- whatever it was that was causing those things in the past, and uh, and and not not yeah. not do that again. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so um, what do you think you are? I don't know what. It, it, how do you introduce yourself at at conferences or whatever? Like you just mentioned, Ugh. you just mentioned money <laughs> and resumes yeah. and pool care. So anyone who doesn't know you is probably wondering who the fuck <sighs> is this guy. But yeah. uh, you do so many. And I I feel like I'm in the same struggle. Like I literally, anytime someone says, you know, I'm filling out form. I was just at the the doctor the other day filling out forms. It says, you know, employment. What do you do? And they ask, what do you do? And it's like, uh like I freeze, oh, I, like I, yeah. I, I cannot answer that question, you know? Oh, I did the same thing yesterday. Uh, I wrote self-employed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do too. But then they're yeah. always like, oh, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, uh, kind of a little bit of everything, you know? And that's yeah. just such I, you a know boring... What I, do? I think I mentioned this on another podcast. I, I get that. I get this question asked a lot at the haircut place. What do they, what do they call it? Barber? The barber shop, maybe? Yeah. yeah, like super cut. <laughs> I go to super cuts. I don't have much hair to cut. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I'm always there at like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday because I know that's when no one's there. And right. That's what, the time I end up going. And they're like, oh, you off from work today? I'm like, yeah, you know, I could kind of take off whenever. And they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me that last time. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I had to have. I, uh, I think so. It's, it's been like four. I think it was about I think it was fall of 2014 when yeah. we recorded the first time, yeah. which was when we met. And, I, and now that you say that, I distinctly <laughs> remember you saying something about. So you're one of those guys who has like your your five stories that you uh, just yeah, pull that's out. That's why, yeah, <laughs> dude. It's, it's at, yeah, my whole my whole life is anecdotal at this point. Every time I jump yeah. on a every time I get on a podcast, it's like I have these anecdotes that it kind of describe my existence because it's. Uh, but but to be, answer your question seriously, uh, the doctor yesterday yeah was it yesterday Monday I went Monday and the doctor said oh what do you do and I said I run a I run a website. Uh, where I teach people how to take care of swimming pools and hot tubs. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I make a living from that. Um, that's that's the answer I give because it makes it because it, it's even if I didn't have all the other things that I did, uh, that's the one that makes the most money. So yeah. if anyone wanted to look it up, it's like, oh, that's what he does, you know, and right. And if I and it, and I think that's really easy because it kind of ends the conversation because one, it's about pool care and they're like, oh, great. I don't have no no follow up, no follow up <laughs> questions. Uh, I love that I your said, goal is just to end the conversation as fast well, as possible. It's to end, well, OK, so to be honest, uh, when I go to conferences, I introduce myself as Matt. Yeah. You know, I'm Matt. What do you do? Just come have a beer. Stop. Well, well, it's going to take some time. Right. Like we're not. Let, right. Let's be friends first, and then you can ask me what I do. <laughs> or then we. It'll, it'll come out in the conversation because totally, yeah. I'm going to talk your ear off, and I'm going to be like, "Yeah, I was uh, making a rap album the other month," and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, let me explain," and I'll, right. you know. So if I have to, I, I had a really hard time with this question when I went to VidCon two years ago. I was with Caleb and uh, Caleb Wojcik and Thomas Frank. Little name drop. Uh, yeah, and. Those got so Thomas has got like a million subscribers on YouTube. People know who he is, and they would come up to our group and and they would say, "Oh, you know, how are you?" I'm like, "Hey, my name's Matt," and they're like, "Oh, what's your channel?" I'm like, "Uh, 
Uh, don't worry about it. Like, just don't worry about it. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. my channels, I pool channel. I have a coffee channel. I have a entrepreneur channel. I have a, yeah. you know, beer channel. Just don't worry about it. I don't, I don't. And I just, at a, a certain point, I'm like, I don't have a channel. Cause I'm tired of like saying all the different things and I'm like, Oh, I have a pool channel. And then it ends. And it's like, as soon as I say that, they're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to talk to you now. Right. And it's like, well, instead of me putting up front what I do, just, 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 think I'm cool. Just be, let's just, let's have a conversation about anything. Let's just go talk about beer or, or whiskey or something. And, and I, and I think like, that's the only conference where I really struggled because none of those channels that I mentioned have any following whatsoever. So I'm pretty much there as like, like you could say like, Oh, you're just a fanboy. You're just here to like nerd out. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm here to hang out with regular people who do what I do. So one time I told a guy <laughs> at, at VidCon, I went up to him or he came up to me where it was like a big group of yeah. people and he was like, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I do this a lot. So he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, how are you? I was like, oh, I'm good. He's like, uh, what's your channel? Like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm Chewbacca mom. And do you know that reference? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I just said it very like, very straight faced, very like I'm Chewbacca mom. Assuming, and this was right at the height of Chewbacca Mom, right? Clearly, I am not Chewbacca Mom. Everyone right. knows who Chewbacca Mom is at the t- at that moment. Like we're at this, you know, YouTubers conference, and he goes, "Oh, that's really cool," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And I I assumed like it was such a obvious joke that he would have been like, <laughs> uh, "What is?" No, seriously, what? Are, who are you? Uh, but he was like, "Oh, that's really cool, man." Like, uh, I hope that's going well for you. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is going. Yeah. And then late and then so we started hanging out with like him and a bunch of other people. And then later somebody else came up and he was and they were like and he was kind of like introducing everybody and he pointed at me. He's like, "Yo, this guy's Chewbacca Bob." <laughs> oh. And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "He's Chewbacca. This is the Chewbacca Bob guy." I'm like, "Oh, dude, you totally Yeah. You totally didn't you didn't even hear what I said, first of all." And now and then, uh, I was like, all right, well, that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never doing that again. That was a joke right. that just completely failed, yeah. completely failed. And so, yeah, I don't I don't you know, well, when wh- I go, what do you th- yeah. what do you when you're what do you think about like, see, because I, I feel the same thing. Like I almost yesterday when I was at the doctor, I almost said I'm a podcaster, but I felt like that uh, wouldn't mean oh, anything. Yeah, you don't want to say that. And no. I mean, I mean, actually, that's what I would that like. Has connotations. I would like to say that because that's what I I identify as um i mean that's what i that's how i think of myself um this is what i'm doing a radio show i could say that but um uh, but anyway if i just said i'm a podcaster i feel like there'd be some people like at a conference a lot of people would would get that and then they would be like um you know they'd want to know what do you mean like you full time like you're doing a you know and then they'd want to know about that but in an an average normal situation with normal people um they're not going to know what that means or if they do know what it means, it's just not a job yeah. that people think of as a job. So it just, uh, yeah. but so anyway, what do you think, how do you think about it in your head? Like when you think of yourself, do you identify mostly with one particular thing or another thing, or do you even want to, or do you just not even care? Uh, I do care. I, I, I consider myself a digital media publisher. So right. like the yeah. Hugh Hefner of, <laughs> of pool care. 
I know. You, you, you love the porn references. so um, <laughs> It's not uh, porn. Okay, it's tasteful. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, that's No, I, I do. I, I Recently, I, I kind of wanted to brand myself as sort of a Vox type of uh, company. Yeah. But even Vox is, is hard to explain. It's like, oh, Vox, like the news organization. It's like, no, Vox is actually the media company behind the news organization, and they run multiple brands. And so uh, another example of that would be like Condé Nast, but, which, is, right. which runs like all the magazines, like one of the big magazine publishers. Yeah. But they're not really uh, – they do digital. So like, they're, like they have a channel. Bon Appetit is one of their magazines. They have a channel on, um, on YouTube that's really popular. Uh, there's another one. Complex is another one. It's like these, these digital media outlets that uh, Vice, Huffington Post, like these are all uh, – Yeah, but when, when you say those things, people think news, obviously. Right. They, which yeah, is not, sure. Which is not um, – it's only know, one. I, it's only one arm of their of their brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I tend to think of myself mostly as an entrepreneur, um, and so what, I hate that word. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, but it's like, what else? What else? What else am I going to say? I mean, um, a, something a, less pretentious, maybe business owner, business maker. I mean, business owner. Business, I own a business. Business owner doesn't even like, but that doesn't that doesn't uh, define it for no, me because right. what I like doing is. Uh, creating businesses and and I've done it and with different things and even though there's one main one that I'm focusing on now um it's not going to be the only one um yeah for, for the rest of my life and so like the thing I enjoy most is making businesses and I don't know uh, uh, a way to sum that up more because even when you say entrepreneur the same thing as saying self-employed essentially people ask oh well what do you do yeah they're synonymous and so i say you know well i i make businesses and that doesn't really so i still haven't basically what i'm trying to say is i haven't found a good this question still all it's and it's the most one of the most common questions it's the first thing anyone asks when they meet you and i don't have a good um what's your main business what's your main thing like where do you make all your money from right now well, my main thing right now is Podcast Royale, you know, my new production company. So, and that's so you, so you're, you do you own a podcast production company? Yes. Where you, where you produce podcasts for other people? Yes. Okay. Well, then there you go. There's yeah. your answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the same with me. It's like it's pick the one thing that makes the most money. Yeah. And, and then and, go. And just so, that's what I do. And it's and then other things will come out in time. If that right. if that person wants to continue talking to you, then it's like. Oh wait! You also own this other company. I'm like, well, it's kind of all yeah. under the same company. Then you can start getting more in more detail. But you just pick the one thing. And I've always, yeah, you know, I want to be a Renaissance man, and I always pick like, oh, I'm I do everything. It's like if you know, if yeah, you talk to Donald too. Glover and you ask him what does Donald Glover do, he's like, oh, I'm a rapper, I'm an actor, I uh, I'm a writer. Like he can say all of these things, yeah. but he'll probably depending on the context of where he is, he'll probably just say I'm an actor or. Yeah. But the difference is, no. if you say, again, it's that everyone knows what you mean when you say, I'm an actor, or I'm a musician, or I'm a writer. You know, for the most part, those Fair. fall into categories that they already have defined. Um, I'm a podcaster, or I run a podcast production company. There's no box for most people for that to fall into. So, like, where, where it ended up yesterday was I just said, um, I run a, an online marketing agency. And yeah, that's, that's essentially another, yeah. what it is, you know. Um, marketing, yeah, pro- a marketing production company. And that's, and, yeah, and people like are like, oh, okay, you know, cool. Um, and then, cool. and then it's like, I get the story about their, um, third nephew who, uh, built a yeah. website, you know, a year ago or whatever. And yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, but it's, uh, yeah, it's always, 
I don't know. And, and I, here's one, one thing I want to ask you though: is like, why is this such a like? Do you care about this stuff as much as it sounds like you care? Because I on on one level, like you said, the, the whole Renaissance man thing. Like I I care yeah. very much about my identity. Like I care too much about it. I think like I'm very wrapped up in who I am and what it means and what I'm doing with my life and all that kind of stuff. And there's another part of me that just feels like, why, why am I so concerned about all this? Like what, yeah, what, is, I, what does it even matter? You know, I think I used to, I don't, I think more recently than ever, I've sort of kind of given up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I haven't gone to, con- I haven't gone to a conference in a really long time. Yeah. And I, I don't really care at this point what the I used to really be into the entrepreneur space. I used to really yeah. want to like have a name for myself and have people care about me and think I'm awesome and all these, you know, vanity things. And uh recently I think from Money Lab, I think starting Money Lab for me and just putting out there this is what I do, you either know me or you don't. And yeah. I also don't when I if I do go to a conference, like I end up going to Portland every year during WDS. I've actually never been to the conference, but I go because a lot of my friends either are there for marketing reasons or they're there to attend the conference or you know, they're speaking at the conference. And I just go and hang out with those people and we probably and we usually don't talk about business. Yeah. Like we're usually talking about something completely different. Yeah. And uh and so I I like um now that I kind of have a core group of friends who respect me and I respect them because of what we do on the internet, it's like, oh, okay, like we are, we both are the same person. We, we talk and like about the, we like the same things. Now it doesn't, now it doesn't matter anymore what people think of me or, or how I, or how I come off online because I, I think for me, it was Money Lab. It was starting Money Lab and putting it out there like, Dude, if you look at Money Lab as a website, moneylab.co, that's a little plug there. <laughs> if you go on that website, there is I I took very good care of this is me and and it 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 really highlights attributes of my persona that I want highlighted and it's it's a and I and even if you subscribe to it or do whatever, like even the podcast, I think I my personality comes through in so many different aspects and I'm because I'm so, or at least I believe I'm well-rounded. It's really hard for me to go put out one piece of work or go to one conference and literally sit there with somebody and go like, and say in one sentence, sum up the entirety of what I do. Yeah. I can't do that. It's impossible to do that. And so what I can do is go, Oh, I run a site called moneylab.co. You should go check it out. Yeah. Okay. And then on their own time, they I, sometimes people go, oh, oh, you're the guy who did this. And it's like, yes. Right. Okay. Now we can get past it. <laughs> or someone's like, oh, cool. The next day they come, we, we hang out again. They're like, dude, I went on Money Lab. Holy shit. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know. Either way, <laughs> well, I guess it depends what comes after the holy shit. Depends, but yeah, it, right. So yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Whether you say you're thank an you or not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, for me, I've, I think I've, because I have this outlet to sort of re- like before 
when I worked at Swim University only, like when I did that, no one knew who who I was. I yeah. I was completely behind the scenes, and so I craved this attention of like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I run a site called Swim University, and it's like, oh, so it's a pool site. Oh, that's not that. Oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like. That's fine. Yeah. But if I go, oh, I have this like really successful podcast where I talk about entrepreneurship or whatever. It's like, oh, you're a big deal. And it's like, well, actually, I'm a, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's yeah. going on? So I think I'm, it, it matters to me less now than it did maybe even two years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, and, so, and I, I would say that that yeah. happens with just life experience and maturity but i mean would you agree with that or would you you know what what has made you care less Less. about having about one quote being famous and two being known for something which is the same thing as being famous but a little different yeah validation i think i've been i've been validated quite a bit in the last two years uh for what i do and i think i've been validated enough yeah I, I, i certainly want more of it but uh, I, I, I am pretty comfortable with what I've built at money lab. Yeah. And when people find it, when people like f- discover money lab, it's really like, it makes me feel so good. Cause I get responses from people like, dude, I can't believe I'm just finding out about this site. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, and, and it's because, yeah, I put a lot of work into this yeah. and you found it awesome. And so I've been, and what's really interesting is I've talked to I've talked to my friends who this is this is where it gets like I'm trying not to be braggadocious, but no, it's OK. I know that you're okay. I know I, I know that you have a big ego, so you don't have to like. Yeah, uh, it's you don't huge, huge head. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm probably the best guess you've ever had. I would imagine <laughs> probably yeah. making TGM great. No, again, I would say definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> Def, you've def- yeah. So so <laughs> I, I my fr- it's it kind of it's pretty pretty crazy like. My friends, actual friends who I hang out with in person, in real life, listen to my stuff. Like, listen to my podcast is what I recently found out. And I and I have to tell them, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, right. I don't I'm not expecting you to do that. Like, if you think you're doing it to be nice to me, you're, that doesn't that's OK. He's like, no, we, we I like it. And I, I'm like, what is what is that? What does that mean? Like what am I what am I doing that's so that's making them want to w- listen to this or making them want to read my articles? Like I have friends that like Well, it's interesting. Well, I mean, that's that's well, what Yeah, they'll I think- FaceTime me and they'll say like, "Dude, I just read your latest Money Lab article. Holy shit." I'm like, "Why did you really? Is it that?" Like and I'm yeah. so self-conscious about it. I'm like, "I don't that I mean, but that sort of validation is is great. And and I talked to uh Justin Jackson the other day who you've had on and you know personally and he was like, your stuff, meaning Money Lab stuff, gets shared in these private Slack groups a lot. Yeah. And it's because I believe I have an audience of people who are who I respect. Like the people that I respect are my audience. And I don't know that because those people are not going to reach out to me and say, hey, I, I really like your stuff. Yeah. They're not, they're just not going to do that. They do it in person. Right. So when I see people at conferences, uh, they say, dude, I really like what you're doing at Money Lab. And I'm like, wait, you read? They're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> dude, why don't you say something? Like, or, I know, you know like, yeah. It's, oh, that would be so nice if you, if you, it's just email right. me, man. Dude, that was really cool or whatever it was. No, I, and, I, I totally, I, I totally get that because, I mean, I yeah. feel like we're very similar in that way. Although I feel like, 
for me, the difference has, I, I noticed the difference when I stopped um, needing as much input, I guess I should say, like this year, this year yeah. was like a total re redoing of my life, if you will, um, after mm-hmm. the last couple of years of fucking disaster. And, uh, and so, and, and I noticed that as I was launching these different things and preparing to do these different things, one thing that was different than three years ago was if I had an idea three years ago, um, I would email like six people to get on the phone and talk with them about it, you know, and, yeah. and just see yeah. what do you think, you know, this and that. And this time I, I realized I don't that, have the patience for that. Yeah, I know. And this time I realized that I, um, I didn't do that at all. I think I maybe did it once with someone who, because they had done the exact same thing and I just wanted to know if I was, you know, Me. focusing on the right, th- <laughs> focusing on the right things, you know? And, uh, but I, I found that like, I, I have done that a lot less, uh, this time around, which I don't know what that means, but there is just a level of, um, you reach, you finally reach a point where you feel like you're not, you're not bullshitting anymore. Like you actually know what you're talking about, um, with, with yeah. in certain areas and it takes a long, takes a long time. It does. It does take a really long time. I feel like I just got to that. Like it's, it's been 10 years since I no. started all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Me too. I mean, that, that's exactly what I'm saying is like this, yeah. this year specifically in certain kind con- like, you know, I just went to microconf, um, first conference I've been to in, um, probably four years or more. Yeah, and I, I heard that was good. It was great. I heard that's a good it, one. It was absolutely yeah. great. But I, I, one thing I noticed in that, in that conference is, you know, just after, you know, three days of constant conversations with people, um, I, I realized that I felt like I actually know what I'm talking about, you know, and not in like a, yeah. and truly not in like an, an egotistical way, but just in a way, like, I feel like I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not bullshitting. I'm not just, um, trying to, I'm not talking and I'm not afraid that they're going to find out the real me who doesn't know anything. Like there wasn't that feeling anymore. And so right. that makes uh, that makes a huge difference. It just changes. Uh, it changes the tone of everything that you do. And I think, well, yeah. you know, I think to go on that, uh, I, you know, actually what I've learned is, so, is actually the opposite. It's not that I know what I'm talking about any more than anyone else. It's just that over the years I found out that no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that, and, that's, and by the way, can I curse? Cause I'm cursing. Well, I mean, I have been too, right? <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. It's good. I, I, I mean, have been I too. Yeah, to... I mean, you've listened okay. to the show, I assume. So yeah. it's, uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, I just it's don't want to go too friendly. far. Yeah. yeah well, right. I mean, let's not let let's not get me banned from you know or arrested <laughs> by yeah. the FBI yeah. or something. But sure. know, NSA. But uh, but yeah, I, I, that's but that's another way of saying the same thing. The the real realizing that no one knows what they're talking about, and also realizing that you don't have to be afraid that you're a complete fraud. I feel like are well, just two uh, well, ways on. of saying I wanna, a similar thing. Yeah, I don't want to say that no one knows what they're talking about, but it's that everyone's everyone's just I, like one of the things that I learned from doing Money Lab is if you think of everything you do as an experiment as an experiment, that's that's all you can do because yeah, I, for this has been my and I actually had a conversation with Steph about this yesterday, which. Cause I was just like, I feel different now. Um, and I think I just decided that every single time I would read a business book, I would get, uh, I would see a tweet. I would talk to a friend. I would get an idea. So they're like, 
you know, a friend would come over and say, oh, you know, I've been using Pinterest. I'm like, oh, Pin- is that working for you? And it's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then I'm going to use, I'm going to go do Pinterest. So like somebody's like, oh, I'm, I do Facebook ads and I'm fucking crushing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do Facebook ads. And someone's like, oh, I've been guest posting on a bunch of blogs. I'm like, has that been working? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go guest post. And I keep taking these ideas because I want to, I, I want to push my business further. And I, and I keep taking those ideas and I, and I run with them and then I get burned out or I get, yep. Uh, I get some sort of like, ugh, that was that sucked. Dude, this is my whole and, life. Yeah, I get. I'm yeah, totally. and it's yeah. constantly in this in this this pattern. And the only time, and this really happened early on, and I, you know, it's a lesson that I learned early, and then have never followed it. Which is <laughs> when I early on, I used to listen to like Pat Flynn and all these guys that I looked up to at the time when I was starting Swim University, and all of them had roughly the same advice. You know, I mean, there were different pieces of the same advice, which is like get in front of other people's audiences. Right. You know, uh, be everywhere, link, get back links, all this like nonsense to get like traffic and stuff. And and so I tried all of it. I mean, every single thing. And then I sat down. It, it wasn't until I sat down and was like, you know, my business is my business. My business is different from Pat Flynn's. It's different right. from Corbett's. It's different from everybody I follow. And they know their business. They can give advice. And that's their right to do that. But. Not everything that they say or anyone says is going to work for me as much as I think it will. It's not going to until I sit down with myself and go, all right, what is my single goal with Swim University? Traffic. Okay. What's working right now? Social or search engine. You know, people are coming in from Google. Right. All right. What? Like, what have I done in the last month or last six months that that has worked so well? Okay, I'm going to do that and shut everything else off until I've felt that I've mastered that one thing. And then I'm like, oh, somebody comes to me and says, I've been doing Pinterest. It's working really well. You know what? Now I have enough money. I have enough time. I've I've mastered this one thing. I can go and try that second thing. Yeah. Versus versus going start a Twitter account, start a Pinterest account, start an Instagram account, start a Facebook account, start a YouTube account. <laughs> you got you got to do video, you got to do a podcast, yeah. you got to do blogging, you got to do a blog every week, you got to do a blog 3 times a week, 5 times a week, once a month. And it's got to be 40,000 words and I'm like, dude, this is all the same shit. It's everyone's yeah. just saying the same exact thing, but it's going to it doesn't matter. It only matters for you the individual. And so when I finally sat down and started doing money lab. And I realized that I was just taking these ideas and not teaching anybody anything. I was just doing them. Yeah. I was just doing them and documenting them as detailed as I possibly could try not to like kill myself to do these projects. And that's when I started, that's when people came out of the woodwork, like, Oh, this is really like, that's really cool that you did that. Oh, I should, you know, and then I realized that, oh, my friends are all still experimenting. Everyone yeah. is experimenting the way I am. And it's and even the people who are at the very, very top, what they've done is they've mastered one thing and, you know, they've mastered SEO or Pinterest or whatever. They've mastered that thing. They're teaching that thing. And that's great. But they're still experimenting and failing in other places like they still have struggles right. and we just don't see those. Right. And so I just became uh, I just became aware of this and so now I don't feel like I don't belong in in specific groups so yeah and also to be honest like I am very outgoing I'm very 
what's the E word? Extrovert. Uh, extrovert. Yeah. I'm very extroverted. And so like whenever I hang out with people and even in high school or, or whenever, like I could kind of like roll with any group. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily need to know what I'm talking about. Like if, I, if there's a bunch of like rocket scientists together, like I'm going to go hang out with this rocket scientist, but I'm not talking rocket science. I'm going to talk the things that I know yeah. or some or find some sort of common ground between things that they know and things that I know. And I'm good at that, which is why I you know podcasting is something that I've been re- really interested in my whole life or at least broadcasting. Right. And so and just kind of just having talks with people like I have a lot of friends and I'm. I enjoy that. I enjoy like I am the happiest when I throw parties or when there's a bunch of people around me and I get and I'm the least happiest when I'm alone. Yeah. So even though I'm very good alone, I'm just uh, it's just sort of it, the, being alone drains me. And for some people, it's the reverse. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's the reverse so yeah. for me. You know, I'm, I'm introverted, but I feel, you know, being alone is what, you know, charges me up to do the other stuff. But I'm not. It's it's weird. Like I, I'm not. When you say you're an introvert, you know people think you know you're the guy who's sitting you know in the far back corner and and doesn't say anything. And yeah, that's not who I am either. It's just that um, I can't do well, like at microconf. You know, I, I spent half of the time in my hotel room because I just needed. You know, I had to Recharging. recharge for all the time that I was spending. You know, out among the people, as it were. That and that sounds. That sounds introverted. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. so yeah, because that's, but, I mean, Steph's the same way. And yeah. I'm like, and I can't, I don't understand that. But, I'm like, but what I, mean oh, is, I, yeah. I can't go back to the hotel room or else like. Yeah, I, I'm just I, saying that I'll, it, I'll introvert, introverting, introverted doesn't mean necessarily that you're super quiet right. and shy and, and don't like talking yeah. to people. Yeah, exactly. I love talking to people. And that's why I like podcasting. And, and I have no problem being in a group and like kind of. And, you know, taking over the conversation or whatever. It's just that um, yeah. it's just that that drains me after, you know, a certain amount of time. And I can't, you know, I, I can't do that forever. But I was going to say one thing um, that you were talking about. It makes a big difference when you have money and uh, some <laughs> bandwidth, you know, some space. Uh, I think uh, that's no, I mean, people don't really I feel like people don't talk about this, but money is 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 every is not everything <laughs> this, is a bad, this is a bad sentence <laughs> money is i here's what i've realized about myself even in this past year so um i have i've for the last probably three years doing this online stuff i've made good money meaning i've made between like when i i think it was back in 2014 i made 40 grand and you know you know with Gross. So I still had to pay taxes. So I made like 20 grand or whatever. Uh, and then in 2015, I made like 60, 75 grand, somewhere in that range. And then after that, it was like 100. And I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm doing it. And then it was like 150. And then it was 200. And now it's been like 250. And it just keeps going up because I keep putting effort into it. But with that said, I am not making 250. My business is grossing 250. And this year, right this moment, actually, I'm about $40,000 in credit card debt through my business credit card debt. Yeah. Because my business is seasonal and I hired a bunch of people last year when, 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 when things were good, when we were making good money. 
you know, roughly in the, you know, roughly 20 to 30 or $40,000 a month. And then in the wintertime, it drops to like, you know, $10,000, $15,000 a month. And I have employees now and I pay myself a salary. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't prepared for that because I'm an idiot. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a business owner. I fly by the seat of my pants. I go on gut, all this kind of stuff. I have QuickBooks. I have an accountant, but hey, I, you know, I, I'm a risk taker yeah. just by nature. Uh, yeah, totally. Gen- even in, even with my personal finances when I was a, when I was much younger, like I just, I threw caution to the wind. I didn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. And so, and I still operate that way. I have no, I don't have a budget, yeah. but anyway, I'm, I'm in debt right this moment. Now I'm about to get out of it, but for the last three months, I've felt that pressure that I haven't felt in a very long time, or at least in the last three years, that pressure of, oh shit, you're not going to make enough money. You need to make, you, I, no, you know what it is? It's you need to make more money. Like that, that voice of like, you need to kick things up. You need to quote unquote, hustle. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I started and that's in that, in that worldview in that, like in that crunch, you start making stupid decisions, really right. dumb decisions because all you, th- all you're thinking about is how do I make money very, very fast? Yeah. And that's yeah. not how this world works. And so, or it's not how the, I mean, it's not how most things work, but earlier this year, I was like, you know what? Um, I had this new WordPress plugin that's got to start making money or else like, I don't know what, I don't know, but it's got to start making money. So uh, what can I do? Let's run Facebook ads. And it's like throw more money at, at Facebook ads because, Oh, that'll return on my investment. I've hearing all these stories of guys and girls who are uh, doing webinars and like, you know, spending $10,000 on Facebook a month and getting like $50,000 in return. I'm like, that's what's going to work for me. And then I start doing it. I'm like, Oh, that sucked. I just wasted five grand. (laughs) All right. Just screw that. Let's just, you know, but shit, that's that, that pressure is still there. Right. And now in the, the debt is growing and, and it's, it's this like, in that moment, you make those decisions that you would never do if you had the breathing room, right? Totally. Now, yeah. it's so easy for someone at the top or someone with the bandwidth and the money to go, hey, man, just focus on one thing. And you're like, right. yeah, I read that book, The One Thing, Essentialism. <laughs> this is all, yeah. yeah. And it's like, Okay, how much money are you making? Can you survive? Can you pay for your family? No, but I'm just going to do one thing really well. It's like, dude, yeah. you can't. Yeah. That's in, like well, that's, that's that, so easy. It's such easy advice to give somebody, but it's bullshit. Yeah. But that's what I meant like, you know, even when it comes to feeling this sort of uh validation or comfort in your own, you know, skin or whatever you want to call it, um yeah, business having even, yeah. having money in the bank and having um uh, some time bandwidth stuff uh, oh, you does, make the does, does wonders for you know uh, how you how you feel about yourself. Although it's in, what's interesting, and, and, and I don't know, maybe that is the difference. I don't know, um, but when I, I've been thinking a lot about like what is different about 2018 than 2015 because 2015 was a disaster for me, and 2018 2000 what 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 year 2015. Um, 15. was a disaster for me. And 2018 has, uh, been completely opposite and it's like, okay, so what's different? You know, it's, it's still, it's still me. I'm doing a lot of the same things I was trying to do in 2015. 
the things I did in 2015 were successful. Like they were definitely yeah. successful. Can I pry? Can I pry into that? Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why is 2015 such a shitty year? I'm sure you've talked about this on the show, but I, for me, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to figure out like what's the difference, and 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 two of the things that I've come down to are that I feel much less need for validation from other people. Yeah. Um, and I don't know exactly why that's the case, but I just don't. Um, well, actually I do know it's because things are working. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm making money. And so I feel <laughs> right, like, okay, right. you know, I know what I'm, I don't need yeah. the advice anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the other thing is that, um, uh, well, partially I don't, I don't care as much, although if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I still, I still care. I still hate it when people unsubscribe from my list or people, you know, um, don't like my show or whatever. Sure. Yeah. That still bothers oh, yeah, totally. me. Um, but yeah. it's not, um, it's not as uh, much end of the world as well. anyway. So what was what made 2015 so bad was um, that was when you were on the show the last time. That was when I launched the second iteration of the Gently Mad, and I had decided in November of 2014 that I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do my show full time. I'm going to create my course, and that's all I'm going to do. I quit freelancing right now. Like you talk about just being risky and flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. I mean, I'm exactly the yeah. same way. The only way. I know how to do things is to is is literally just the you know build build the wings on the way down kind of thing. I can't yeah, I, I can't jump do without I, a safety I, I can't net, do it yeah. any other way. If, if I have a safety net, if I have a plan B, I'm gonna take it. It's just not gonna. Yeah. I have to have that chaos, that pressure to anyway. So in 2015, so I just quit. I was like, okay, I'm done freelancing, no more. Um, and I launched the show and. 30 days from when I launched the show, I was going to have bills due and I was depending on being able to pay them with the show. Oof, and so, yeah. you know, that's a lot of pressure to, to do, but it, but it works. Especially you have a family know? too, right? Yeah. I've got three kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, you know, yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of expenses and I, right. I've been working as a freelance web designer developer for years. And, you know, I typically made somewhere around, you know, 150-ish or so annually. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, there was a lot of money that needed to be made. The point is, is that it was successful. The show was very successful and I was able to make enough money. I was able to go from zero to full-time income after one month. And I sustained that for about four months, four and a half How'd months. How'd you do that? From sponsorships. So, oh, for the podcast. So you were you were actively going out and selling sponsorships for the podcast. Yes. So I had to okay, I had to get okay. enough listeners where I could uh, pitch sponsorships, and I had to be able to pitch sponsorships in a different way, because obviously I didn't go from zero to a hundred thousand listeners in thirty days. So my listenership wasn't as big. So I had to figure yeah. out how to charge three times the CPM of yeah. a normal sponsorship. So yep. you know these were just the 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 things that were happening, and um, I. I mean, I'm proud of what I've figured out and, and how to do it. But the point is, is I was, I was, it was like a race against, um, it was a race to the bottom basically. And so I was yeah. always under this pressure. Uh, and the second anything started to plateau or my listenership started to dip a little bit or the second you anything, yeah, it was just like, you know, shit, what am I going to do now? You know, uh, because right. it was just, it was, it was too, it was too much. And so, um, uh, so when I did quit, like it was around this time in 2015, it was around May. Um, it was, uh, it's, it's the weirdest, 
I mean, I can't, it's just the weirdest thing. I got an offer from Apple and you would think that that would be like the last thing someone like me would do. But at the time I was like, I was like, oh, thank goodness. You know, I'll just take this job. It's Apple. That's still kind of prestigious. I can still be proud of what I say when people ask what you do. I can say I work for Apple, you know, check that box off. It's going to be money. We'll get to move back to California. That's good. And it was just like sort of like this. Oh, I'm saved. And um, but then, of course, and you had, you had a kid on the way, right? Yes. At that at that moment. So it was like there wasn't that added pressure as well. Yeah. yeah. We when we got to California, my wife uh, was like eight months pregnant. Wow. So, Jesus. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. insane. But, you know, as soon as I stepped through the door on my first day, I was like, this was a mistake. You know, like I knew that. I mean, I knew it. Uh, I've made a huge mistake. Exactly. Yeah, it was. And, and I, I was worried that that might be the situation um, when I took it. I, it, it yeah. Taking the job was kind of like, OK, let's see if employment is as bad as I remember it being, you know. And <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, it's Apple, so maybe it's different. Um, but in many ways, it was worse. And uh, anyway, so then the, that that proceeded into two years of you know, talk about like confidence and everything. Like I just, I I, I couldn't even listen to a podcast. Every time I walked by the garage and would see my box of gear, I would have this like physical knot in my stomach. Like my blood pressure would go up and I'd be so stressed. And I just felt a ton of guilt over quitting because I had spent four months telling people not to quit and to, you know, stick (laughs) it out. And, you know, you're going to hit the dip, the whole, you know, um, the whole well, in your defense, you were, thing and, in your, yeah, I mean, in your defense, you were gently mad. So <laughs> exactly. I'm slightly insane. So uh, slightly insane. it was, uh, uh, but still like I had done, I was like doing, I was saying all this stuff about entrepreneurship and everything. And then I just quit and, and just literally disappeared off the face of the earth. And I, I still don't know exactly why I felt so ashamed or like, uh, like why I would literally just looking at that box in the garage would make me like sick to my stomach. But, but I, I, yeah, I couldn't even, well, it's, it's, it's failure. Yeah. I, I, right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that is, I mean, that's what it felt like for sure was that it was a failure I, that I, I had that. quit. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. But then last year uh, at, at some point with Apple it was finally like, okay, can't do this anymore. I have no idea right. what's going to happen next month, but I can't come to this place one more day. So that's over. And it's like, sit down with my wife, what are, okay, what are we going to do now? And then yeah. I, <laughs> here's the crazy thing about the story. I spent the next six months job hunting. You know, I was convinced that the only thing I could do was get another job because I had failed at self-employment. I just couldn't do it again. Like there was no way that could work for me again. I couldn't. You mean like design, the design side of things, the freelance stuff or the podcast stuff? Um, I'm talking about like, self-employment versus employment i was just, oh, just i was just general. yeah i was just convinced that okay. I, I could not work for myself okay. anymore um it just wasn't but specifically the whole entrepreneurial side the world that i was in in 2015 you know i just felt like i couldn't show up there anymore like i you know yeah. i'm that guy i'm the guy that quit and the reality is no one even knew really no one cared really i mean there was a few people who wondered what happened to generally mad but it's not like everyone in the world was sitting there wondering what happened to adam which is in my head what i'm thinking you know but obviously yeah no one's thinking about me and so when i came back to you know, my wife was like why don't you just just fucking do what you want to do which is get back into podcasting and do this stuff and start your own thing up again and all that 
Um, but I was like, no, I, I can't. And so I, I spent six months job hunting, which, you know, if you ever want to go through the most demoralizing experience in your life, just, you know, try to, you know, get yeah. a job, get hired by a company. And it's, it's like, it's like, really, I mean, I have a pretty, uh, decent track record of success in my life. And, and this is what you're offering me. You know, it's like, it's anyway. So after that six months and I just felt even worse, like that was the bottom of the bottom. I was like, okay, maybe I should do what my wife is telling me to do. And so I started to record some episodes last summer and then I really freaked out because, uh, Mm. I recorded a half a dozen episodes and they just weren't any good. And I was like, um, well, I've lost it. You know, whatever I had, <laughs> whatever, whatever skill I had, it's just, it's uh, it was a fluke. And that, and that proved, yeah, that if proves you don't it. use it, you lose it. Well, it's yeah. like, to me, that proved, you know, <laughs> I was truly um, a fraud and whatever it was in 2015 was just a fluke. And yeah. I'm not good at this. And listen to these episodes. They're terrible. I can't release these. So, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where things were until the beginning of this year. And I just decided to kind of, again, uh, even though I wasn't in under the pressure of this has to make money, I was still deciding that this is where I'm going. This is truly what I enjoy doing. And so I'm going to figure out how to make it work. And then yeah. I started recording again and then they were, they were just good again. I, I mean, it's like, it's, it's not scientific. I think, I think so much of it has to do with, um, how you feel about yourself, you know, like yeah, if you mindset. really if you really feel like deep down you're a fraud and you don't have anything to offer, then um, how do you expect anything you make to be any good? You know, and yeah. uh, it just it, it has a big effect on on the output. And so uh, but when it comes to money and and the time and the bandwidth and that kind of stuff, I mean, starting a business and having it go super well and having money in the bank and basically getting all that validation uh, also really, it, it really helps. It's, it's really hard to do this kind of stuff. Like you said, and like I just said, it's really hard to do this when um, you don't know how you're going to pay the rent next month, you know, and everything yeah. has to be Pressure. a maximum of profitability. You know, it just, it kills it. And that's even like, uh, one of the early episodes of the show, I had Seth Godin on the show and that's, that's the same thing he said. He was like, he was like, uh, cause I asked him, I was like, how can I do, so- how can I do something? You're telling me that I, it's going to take a long time and, yeah. and all this stuff, but I need to make money. So, uh, which is it, Seth, you know, like how do I, how do I do something that's meaningful? Like what you're talking about and also keep my bills paid. And, and he was like, well, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's the question. You can't do both of those things. So you've got to decide, yeah. you got to decide which one, um, if you're going to force your art, if you want to call it your whatever, if you're going to force the thing that is, is meaningful to you to make income, um, by like on a, on a calendar, then it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna kill it, you know? And, yep. and it did, it did. And so, you know, like this time around, there's, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no pressure for, Oh yeah. I thought you were joking about that. There's, there's no pressure to make money, you know. Sure, um, sure. I'm making money from my business, and while this show is tied to my business, it, this show doesn't have to make money at all. I'm doing this because I, I, I like I because I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it in the beginning, yeah. and I still want to do it. But I don't. I'm not obsessively checking my stats because I don't really care as much. It doesn't matter because I'm not trying to um, make an income from it yet. And so, yeah. 
it just changes everything. Like I, it's, it's these subtle shifts in mindset. And that's what I'm saying is I don't think, I think a lot of this just has to do with, like you said, it's only been in the last two years. Same for me. It's only been in the last couple of years. Um, I think there's just certain experiences you have to go through to get to this mindset. I mean, does that, would you agree with that? Does that make any sense? Yeah, hundred percent. I I think for me, I mean, I've learned. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very bad at seeing things for like, Oh, lesson learned, you know, like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I messed up lesson learned. You know, it's more like, Oh, I messed up. Life is over. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go drink. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's no, you, yeah, you messed up. Yeah. You, you, you tried something. Okay. Didn't work. Now, now what? Like now are you going to go, you know, cry in your pie or are you going to, you know, try something else again? Yeah. And that's sort of like, I mean, I guess that's what, you know, the persistence is really what pays off in this industry. Definitely. It's, yeah. it's if there's anything that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy right now for me to sit here and give not advice, but tell you exactly what happened to me. And say, yep, that's just that. And that's literally the case for everybody. Yeah. But at all of those times in, you know, in hindsight, yeah, sure. I'm super, everything's very clear to me. But back, back then I was like freaking the, I was freaking out. Right. So one of the things that I've, that I've, and it's, uh, it's my new mantra that I've been talking about with, with people (laughs) is, and I've been saying it on my show, cha-ching, which is cha-ching. So my, my mantra is, is clean and consistent and what that means in my world is it's everything that i do must be incredibly organized must be incredibly simple and then must be in some have have some sort of consistency built into it and when i look back at uh when i first you know when i first started even getting into entrepreneurship or or starting some university it was like oh i started some university Okay, I'm going to work for a week. I'm going to put a bunch of blog posts out, uh, you know, build the site, you know, stuff like that. I really, really enjoy building sites. Okay, I built it. Why is no one coming? Okay, I'm going to try this. Uh, I'm going to build a social network for dogs now. So I'm going to try <laughs> yeah. that because, uh, you know, oh, okay, that's not working. I'm going to go back to SwimU. I'm going to add some more posts to SwimU. Oh, the traffic grew a little bit, but but still not enough. Okay, I'm going to start uh, a podcast with my buddy and we're going to talk about personal finance. And, you know, I, I kind of like would just jump around. But what I learned was I, the one thing that I kept jumping back to was swim university. I kept, I kept, it was my, it was the first thing I'd ever done. And it was always sort of just there. I never shut it down. I never like changed anything. It just sat there. And every once in a while I would go and add content to it, or I would get like re-enthused or re-inspired by it. And over seven years of, of that constant in and out, uh, without shutting it down, it grew, um, yeah. and not on its own. Like it grew because of time, and it was inconsistent. But I was at least, if, if you if you extrapolate that view over seven years, it's consistent. I added yeah. content every year, right? Um, and now it's like I get a ton of traffic on it, and it makes money. And the only way I got, the only reason I got to that point is because I consistently worked on it for seven, for 10 years. Yeah. I consistently worked on it. It was sporadic in the, in the, in the, when you, when you zoom in, but over the last, over 10 years, like I consistently worked on it. I didn't give up 
right? right? I never gave up on it completely. And when I when I think about that, I'm like, okay, so how does this work? How can I, you know, and that, I think it was in 2015, I'm like, how do I repeat this model? But I do it faster, right? It's like, okay, I, for the last seven years, I knew all the mistakes that I made. So how do I take the exact same model that worked over seven years and sort of distill it down to the pieces that make sense and do it again? And so that's when I started Roasty Coffee. How do you do something and, that takes time faster? <laughs> yes. Well, what I the mistake that I made was I didn't I wasn't consistent. Right. I was very wildly inconsistent with it. And so with Roasty, the the thing that I the thing that I landed on was this must be this must have some form of consistency to it. And so I built the website in like a weekend and then hired a writer because I hate writing and just had that person publish a new article every Monday and just concentrated on SEO, which is the thing that really brought, brought some university up, which is the thing that I'm actually interested in. Yeah. Right. Versus, you know, Facebook and all that kind of shit. So, and that worked like over, it took two years, but we went from, you know, zero traffic to a hundred thousand people a month. Now people have been working on sites for many, many years and would kill to have those numbers. Right. Right. And here I am like, Oh, I just was consistently producing content that made sense uh, focusing on my strength yeah. and taking my time with it and really producing good stuff. And look what happened. And in 10 years now, I, or in two years now I could, now I could really think about this and say, okay, well, how does this going to make money now? Or how is this, uh, like, what can we do here? So it wasn't and, making money in all those first two years. I mean, yeah. Affiliate money. Okay. So I, yeah, the affiliate stuff is so easy cause it just, it's part of the content. So it's like, oh yeah, stick some links on there. Um, that makes sense and that are, and that are, that you recommend. And I did, yeah, absolutely started making money, but it didn't really start making like good money and paying for itself until two years in. So I was investing. And so and is that the where difference it's at being, now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so actually I, was, I um, I don't know when this is getting published, but I actually sold the site. So, Oh really? Um, when did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. Okay, well, obviously that's something that you would have been uh, like in the process of for quite a while. So, like, no, no, you mean you mean like selling? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, someone approaches you to buy it. I mean, that whole the whole like buying a house. I mean, it takes a couple months. I mean, you know. Oh no, not no, 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 no. Really, you just nope. sold it. You just were like, yeah, sure, I'll sell it. Yep. Well, nice. Well, no, so, it wasn't. So, I mean, okay, no, okay. somebody didn't. I put it out there. Oh, you put it out there to sell it. Okay. Yeah. It was really the lowest priority that I had of all the of all the things that I did. I had Money Lab, I have Brewcabin.com, which is a homebrewing site, which is new. Um, you know, I had Roasty and Swim University, and I had all these sites, and I was sort of I was spreading myself thin versus like on just managing all of that. Right. And you know, it all costs money, and it all has like it, yes, it's passive, but it still require it's passive, and it's not really passive because it's I run a media company, so we're producing consistent content. Right. Uh, I might not be the one producing it, but I'm still in charge of that production side. So yeah. I mean, you know, when I when it, I say passive, I'm, I mean it doesn't require your full time effort. It doesn't take a lot of your energy necessarily because no. you've got a team in place to do that. But it does right. you have to pay for that and everything. But I always yeah, wondered, like, were you? Were you were you a super coffee enthusiast or or did you just was this just an experiment of of creating something and and see, basically seeing if you could uh, accomplish it and the topic itself didn't matter as much. The topic definitely mattered. 
I was a coffee. I really love coffee. I really love it. I got, I, I, but I do too, man. Starbucks what? is so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Folgers, man. I love that Folgers. <laughs> Just give me that. Give me that IV. Uh, yeah, I, I was into coffee, but I, I look, I'm a guy who, who drinks his coffee with cream and sugar and people were like, wait a minute, you're the coffee guy. What do you mean you drink cream yeah, and sugar in your coffee? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, so, I mean, I could drink it black too. I just prefer this. And some, you know, when I drink cold brew, it's black or when I, you know, it depends on the type of situation and what the type of coffee is, any, all this stuff. But yeah, but it was less about I, the topic than the experiment. Than the experiment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say that, that particular one. Yeah. Do you want to say like how much you were making and how much you sold it for? I'll tell you, I sold it for uh, $55,000. Okay. And it was making uh, $1,400 a month just through Amazon links. There's the Amazon affiliate stuff. Okay. So, but but there were other revenue streams from that site than just affiliate or, or were there not? You, you didn't have any sponsors, uh, any any of that stuff? No, no sponsors. Uh, I do have a, pro, uh, a, a, a e-course, like a video course. Um, but it was probably making like 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month at most. What made you not with that kind of traffic? What made you not go down like a fairly easy money path of sponsorships? That, that to me is not easy money. That's the hardest money ever. Oh, okay. In in my, in my opinion, like I'm, I don't like sales. I'm not a good salesperson. And, you know, and Roasty was one of those sites that, I was, um, what's, can I ask you what's, what's hard about that? I'm just curious because like, I'm the, I'm the opposite. Like, um, yeah. Oh, I get, I take everything so personal. Okay. So if someone's, if someone's nickel and doming me, I, I get upset. Like I get actually angry and I'm like, they don't understand, you know, all these fucking assholes. You know, I get really, (laughs) I get really pissed. Yeah. And also if they're, I don't like my time being wasted. I, 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 I hate it. And and being a salesperson means guess what? Most of your time is being wasted if you think of it that way. And and I absolutely think of it that way. And even though most salespeople wouldn't, like I can't imagine being a real estate agent having to go with this friggin' couple visiting like 15 friggin' houses and going and then them going, "No, we're not interested anymore." <laughs> I'm like, "I would strangle people yeah. if you wasted my time doing that." Uh, well, uh, yeah, it, it clearly sales can, it means many different things because I would yes. have always said the same thing that I hate sales, but with my new business, that's one really surprising thing that I have found out is that I love sales. In fact, that's yeah. my favorite part of my business is that I spend half of every day on sales calls with people who are interested in what I can do for them. And I get to explain to them you know, how we can do that. And, uh, yeah, that's to me, that's, oh, would, that's super I'd, fun. No, that, that sounds miserable. <laughs> and I only know it sounds miserable to me cause I've done it. I did yeah. it for swim university. I mean, swim university, I sold sponsorships for the last five years. And this year I just ended it cause I was, I was so sick mm. and tired of every single year having to re-explain what digital marketing is. It's like, right. I'm, I'm just over this. And it was such a hard, I mean, yeah, you would get a big payday, like a, $10,000 sale. Great. But it, it was like for me as a creative entrepreneur, that churn and burn, I, I don't. And here's what's here's the crazy part about it. I am not a consistent person. I'm not consistent. But I need my business to be. And so like Roasty Coffee was a very consistent brand. But if Roasty Coffee depended on me to be consistent, it would have failed. Yeah. 
because I don't want to, I can't write about coffee every and publish every Monday. I will never be able to do that. But you were the, all those videos. I remember watching them. I mean, like you made all all the videos. So in one month. Oh, really? So everything, all the stuff that I've seen about Roasty over the years was stuff you did in one month. Yeah, I did it all. I did it all in a, yeah, I did it all real short term. And then, and then I hired people to keep it consistent for me. Same with Swim University right now. Swim University, I don't really do anything. <laughs> Just it's it's I do a lot of the behind the scenes um, coding and design work, and I make sure the website's like really fast. And I'm I like that. I really like yeah. uh, nerding out in like WordPress and code and stuff like that. Uh, but like yeah, the, I, I the love that articles that are yeah the articles that are being published every week and the newsletters that are going out every week. I, I have a team that does that for me now. I know. I, I, I used to be that person, I, but I'm not. Yeah, I finally have that team as well. And it's like, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like fucking Mark Zuckerberg or something. It's like, man, my life is yeah. amazing. There's other people. Yeah. They're doing this stuff. Anything I don't want to do, I just send an email and it gets done. And it's yeah. like, wh- it why, didn't I, when there's money coming why didn't in. I do this like four years ago? You know, it was. Yeah. I mean, so it good. really only works if money's coming in. And right. otherwise, like I otherwise I was the bootstrapper. Like I had to do everything myself. And and right now I still I still take on projects where I do things myself. And then I eventually if they if I see that they make sense business wise, I'll hand them off. Um, and I, you know, I'll find somebody to like take over for me. Right. And so I was trying to do that with sales and I just couldn't do that. So with roasty roasty has the reason I sold it, uh, one, one, because I wanted a down payment on a house. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but then I was in so much debt that I'm like, well, actually I need to get out of debt. And when I look at roasty, I'm like, roasty has so much potential for somebody to own this and, and make a lot of money from it. And they can do that with, you know, doing their selling their own Amazon products or even their own products like they're like they can make their own French presses or their own, you know, espresso machines and sell it directly. They could be a coffee subscription company. They could uh, do sponsorship sales 100 percent. They could do, you know, like it's the possibilities of that site are endless for making money. I just didn't want to do any of those things. Yeah, I am a media company. So if it doesn't revolve around media in some way i am simply not gonna not gonna do it i'm not interested in it so um with swim university people go dude you should white label your own products and sell pool like thousand dollar pool cleaners i'm like i should but i'm definitely not gonna do that because then i that's not what i'm good at i'm not good at running in a drop ship business i'm also not interested in running a drop drop shipping business. I'm not interested in running e-commerce stuff. I'm interested in, in in creating courses and writing books and and doing things that I can in ways that I can sell media yeah. and not, you know, digitally where I don't have to, you know, be on call 24/7 and some guys like in in in, in Tulsa it's like I didn't get my cleaner I don't know what I'm doing with voice that like I didn't get my cleaner. Like it got lost in the mail. And I'm like, that would stress that stresses me out. That customer service side like stresses me out so much. And it's just also not what I'm good at. And so again, swim university could make a fuck. What keeps you from selling that one then? Oh, cause that one, uh, is well, that one is my, that's my, that's how I live. Okay. Like that's how I'm able to, you know, be available to talk to you at, you know, noon on a Wednesday. Yeah. 
uh, you know, I I make my living from that site exclusively. Well, is the is the goal with Money Lab to eventually get to the place where like however the income comes in, you know, through all yeah. the streams we we're just talking about, but eventually that's the only thing or you, th- you think no. you'll always have uh well, I mean obviously you can't predict the future, but foreseeably you don't yeah. you don't intend on ever selling that one then. No, I absolutely not. And if anything, uh when I told you in the beginning like I run a digital media company, that's the that's ultimately what I do and I want to run a really big version of that. And so um what that means is money so here's the way I look at it here's the way I look at it my business currently Swim University is my bread and butter it's my flagship business brand whatever you want to call it uh I have a team that is dedicated to, to it and we are we are reinvesting money into it it's very profitable it's doing well everything's great and and hopefully that will continue to grow and it kind of operates as it, as its own thing right I am still involved. I'm still the CEO, excuse me, and I still, uh, you know, I still am, you know, if someone's like, oh, we, you know, we should do a, I still come up with ideas for it and like present them to my team and then we decide, okay, let's, let's tackle that project or not. Um, and Money Lab is the place that I live because I am still a content creator. I like that. I like creating media. I don't like being a CEO. And so, Money Lab is the place where I can, you know, create really big pieces and talk about the thing that I'm truly interested in, which is this kind of stuff, the entrepreneur side of things. That's like the stuff that I nerd out about. And so that's where I live. Yeah. And it's not consistent. It's wildly inconsistent. And it's because I designed it that way because I know myself. And, you know, and, and besides the podcast, which is the only thing that's now consistent about the production of content on Money Lab, but... The uh, like articles and challenges are like whenever I'm in the mood to do one of those, I'm going to do one of them and I have a place for it to live. And that's where I that's where I operate. Money Lab does make money because uh, people will say, you know, I, I, I create these challenges to make money and then I sell them on Money Lab. Some of them, not all. of right. them. And so it makes money. It's not consistent. It, it I mean, on average, it probably does about a thousand to two thousand dollars a month if I'm being like really con- conservative, which I are, you know, not even conservative. I would say that's liberal. Um, but I have, you know, a hundred dollar or $200 course, uh, a $25 course. I have a, you know, $50 a year plug-in. Um, and you know, that, that, that does, it does sell. Uh, and then I have this other site brew cabin, which was, so I had, I had roasty, right? So, um, swim university was making so much money that I could take some of that money and reinvest it into by building another brand, by building another, another version of swim university. Um, and that's what I was doing. Yeah. And so I did that and it did grow up to be like a great site, but there was, um, there was limitations in just being a media company in the coffee space and versus being just a media company in the pool space. There was a huge difference. And I think it, the main, the main difference being the affiliate side of things wasn't as lucrative as it is on pool care stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so it became like, all right, well, Roasty's like just getting by with the way we do things. Um, it's a great site and it was making good money, uh, when Amazon was like really like hooking us up, but now they're, they kind of like took a shit last year and I kind of 
was like, well, I'm not going to change my business model. I'm not going to change my thing. And I, and it sort of just be, it sort of just started slowly losing its place in my priority list. And yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do this home brewing site and I want to start making more products for money lab. And so other things sort of took my interest, even though it was still consistently growing. Like I still yeah. kept a team on it. It was still working and it still worked up until like the day I sold it. So, uh, do you think you'll do you think you'll do that again? Like the whole like let's just just for the hell of it, you know, let's yeah. let's take three years and create a whole brand site list traffic, all this yeah. stuff, and yeah. then sell it. Yeah. You know, or is that something that you're uh, like, I've done that, don't need to do that oh, again? Oh, I didn't I don't no, I don't I don't wanna I I don't wanna buy and sell or I don't wanna sell websites. Um I I want to work on things that I'm very proud of and i want to i and 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 roasty selling roasty was like a way for me to keep things clean and organized for myself because i was getting a little i was spreading myself too thin and i'm like you know what swim university is just crushing and i keep neglecting it i keep like pulling my attention away from it when really i should really stop thinking of this as one brand that pays for everything else and think of it as no, this brand pays for itself. It is not a brand. It's a business. And now that I started brew cabin, it's like, okay, well I'm doing the same thing that I did on roasty. Uh, and, um, it's, it's hemorrhaging money because it's because it doesn't make money and I'm not the one doing the writing. Someone else, someone else is. And so, but I mean, is brew cabin going to end up someday, being sold possibly, or do you look at that as different to. than, than roasty? See, I never wanted to sell roasty. That was not my intention. It was very easy because it's not my baby. Yeah. It's not my first child. Right. It's, it's, you know, it's like, uh, you could sell the middle right. one, right? That's like, uh, no, <laughs> That's like exactly how I feel. Uh, I, Sophie can go, but no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but like I, you can, like I, it was making passive income. I just knew that, I wasn't, I actually just knew I wasn't the guy or, you know, I wasn't the person to run this site. Like this site needed somebody a little who, who wanted to invest a little bit more into it. Uh, and I also like, I drink coffee. I really like coffee. I, I got the, the end. I'm not as excited about the industry. No, I'm not, not, not really excited about the pool industry either, but I just know it so well. And so, uh, I would say that no, I'm not going to regret it because I know what you mean too. Because I've like every everyone I've asked this question to myself a bunch. Like, are you going to regret selling? No, because it's not Swim University. I would regret selling Swim University. Yeah, I would absolutely regret it. If I if like Money Lab got so big that it could like take over my expenses and like that was that was my bread and butter now, and and Swim University became number two, I think I would still regret selling Swim University because it's my because it was my first roasty has always been sort of this like experiment, this experiment that I was able to put together and put a lot of effort into. And I really loved it early on. And then over the years, it's sort of like, it kind of, it, it did me, it, you know, same with swim university, it did the same exact thing, but it's not my first, uh, brew cabin. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I could say that like, I'm, I'm, I am definitely more passionate about home brewing beer than I am about coffee for sure like a hundred thousand percent more um and i just think that i right now i don't have plans to sell it i don't have a thought to sell it but i may uh who knows i may i i i can't say that i i I will or not but i 
Um, I guess it depends on if it makes sense for me to, if it, or if I think the brand, like I, for me, it's not like I sold it because I'm done with it. I sold it because somebody could do a better job than me. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, same with brew cabin. If I'm like, if I'm neglecting personally, neglecting brew cabin and I'm like, brew cabin could be so much better. Uh, if only I, you know, gave more time to it. I'm just like, I'm just not going to, if that were the case, I would want to sell it just so somebody could take it and go, you know, we're, we're actually going to do a podcast. We're going to do a, a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, you know, start selling court. Like, oh, please go do that. Cause I want that as I want to look at that as entertainment or, or content for sure. me. And, and that's, um, and that's how I felt about roasting. I'm like, I am just not the right person to run this specific company. Well, so, so let me ask you, what, what is it that connects? This is something I'm very interested in, like, cause I think we're, we're different, but we, we have a lot of similarities in, um, I think maybe some of the underlying foundations of why we, we do what we do. And so I'm, I'm curious for you, what connects all these things? Like, what is it that you're truly interested in? Like, what is it that you really yeah. want out of life, you know, <laughs> which is a deep, I mean, yeah. uh, that, uh, and, 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 you know, obviously don't take three hours to tell me, but, uh, um, you know, I mean, like I, sometimes I don't, I don't, well, actually I do know the answer for myself and it was the same thing. I don't know if you remember when you, when you initially booked this like months ago, we rescheduled a bunch of times, but initially yeah. I asked those questions like, what do you care most about and what's your biggest fear? Because I feel like that yeah. the people who take it seriously, I feel like it says a lot about them. And, and you answered freedom was the thing you cared most about. And your biggest fear was being bored. And I, I, <laughs> I didn't, and I don't know if you're serious or joking, but I identified with those answers really closely because being bored is something, uh, I think that's the reason I'm like, I'm doing what I'm doing right now is because I get bored very easily and I hate yeah. it. And what I do want most out of life is is complete freedom, financial freedom, time freedom. I want to be able to, yeah. if I wake up on a Thursday and want to build a web app because I just fucking feel like it, I can do it and the bills are still yeah. paid and, and life still goes on and I and I don't have to grind out, you know, I don't have to, something doesn't have to be profitable for me to do it, you know, and so that's my ultimate goal. And uh, yeah, so what, yeah, what, 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 is, what connects it all for you? Like, what are you after, you think? Um, it's a good question. So the thing that connects it all is probably the moment, whenever this moment exists, I don't know when this moment happened, but I was like, I, I don't work well with others. <laughs> I, I, I don't work. I've never been good in groups in high school, like in, in meaning like group projects. I've, I've always been a person who just takes it over. Yeah. I'm like, let me do it. I'll do it. Like, just give it to me. I'll do it. Yeah. It'll get done. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. it'll, it'll give me something to do. I really enjoy this. When I was in a band, I did everything in the band, everything, yeah. you know, I did, uh, uh, like I, I did the album artwork. I did the recording. I, I, uh, built our, that's how I learned how to design websites was because I, we needed one. And I just like learned because I, I just need shit to do all the time. Uh, my dad's very similar. And every time I had a job, I always, I was always loyal at my comp at every company I worked at. I worked at very small, uh, very small businesses. Cause I did not get a college degree. Cause again, don't work well in groups and, and don't really, <laughs> yeah. I, and really I think the biggest thing is, is I don't, 
I'm not very good with authority figures or people who assume authority roles. Yeah. I don't like, um, I don't like, I like teachers to me were always <laughs> like certain teachers, you know, you have a rapport with, they were really cool. They kind of like, they kind of treat you like an equal. Uh, those were my favorite teachers. The teachers who felt they were above you and were at the, like, I did not get along with them. And in fact, like I, I, re- I actively fought against them. Yeah. Right. It's the reason I didn't, the reason I dropped out of college the first time was because I had that experience and I just was like, no, you're, you are not going to tell me, you know, that this is not good. Yeah. Like you, you don't get to tell me this. <laughs> Who are you? You, you are, you're, you're a, a professor at a County college. Fuck you. You sound like my 10 year old right now. So, <laughs> right. So I was, I just, I just, you know. And this is all mentally. This is all in my head. It's not like I'm saying these things out loud. Oh, to anybody. it does not stay in her head. I'll, we'll just say <laughs> yeah, well, that. Yeah, yeah that even when they're young, yeah. right? Uh, so, and even when I worked at companies, I worked at small companies and I was loyal. So I, I didn't like jump around. I, I worked at like a handful of companies and I was always a really valuable employee because I was good at everything that I touched, like in the, in the business. Like I was yeah. good at vacuuming. You know, I just, I was thorough. Uh, and I, I enjoy, I don't like being bored. So I enjoy doing things. And so I was always doing something right. Even if it was like talking or helping a customer. Like I enjoyed all of those things and I was nice and I was, and I was extroverted. So, you know, my bosses really liked me, but I just didn't like them telling me what to do. You right. know, I just didn't, you know, even though I did it. I'm just like, well, I would, and I would, and when they would tell me to do things, I would argue. I would say, well, no, I don't think that's the, I don't think we should do that. I think we should do this. This is actually oh, more yeah. important. And they're like, well, who are you? I'm yeah, like, well, I know. No, who are you? <laughs> exactly. You know? I just, so, I, did, I just did that for two years. So I, I totally get it. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, and, and I'm not saying that uh, everyone's wrong. I'm saying I'm wrong. I was, I was, I was, I'm a questioner. I question everything. I'm not somebody who's, taking things at face value. I'm right. like, why? What is it? What, what, why we do, why do we do things that way? Right. No, 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 no. Let's try something different. Actually, I want to try something different because maybe I find something better and I, I want to work for myself. I want to be in control of how I make money, how much money I make because I, I always knew that like, I'm never going to make a ton of money working for anybody. Like I'm I always going to make more money if I work for myself. I know. That's the bottom line and I always wanted money. I don't understand why people feel like um, employment is is such a uh you know they're like you know there's, there's something there's something to be said about getting that paycheck every time at the end of the it's month easy and i'm like i'm like that's what is bad about it like when i'm employed i know that no matter what i do that number is never going to change but when i'm working for myself that number could yeah. be four times as much this month it just depends on how much i want to work but it's do. so but the the big difference is it also couldn't be it also could be the other way yeah and I, but i guess it's just i don't know my temperament or whatever like that is an absolute worthwhile uh risk to take i mean it's a yeah know. well i'm a, i'm risk tolerant like yeah. i take risks in in uh business and finances i don't like taking risk physically like i'll never jump out of an airplane or oh, go yeah. bungee jumping no, or like, i'll never do those risks yeah. but i'll but like oh will i will i right now spend all of my money and get into it and to buy a tesla and then go oh, i'll figure out how to make money later right. yeah <laughs> totally. oh 100 yeah. i i and also to be honest like i'm i'm 
technically single. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, I have Steph, <laughs> but like I'm not married. Yeah. I have no, I'm like, we're, we're dinks, right? We have, we're, we're double income, no kids. Like I have the freedom to even make those yeah. risky decisions. But even I think if I had a kid and I think you're in this boat too, it's like, I, I still may, I'll still make them. Probably less, maybe less so. Maybe I'll, maybe with a little yeah. bit more thought process behind it. I mean, I'm yeah. confident in my ability to figure it out when right. I get there. You know, so I, I might not know how I will make money a year from now, but I'm confident that I will be able to figure something out. And for me, the paycheck was always like a, a handcuff. It was. It, it, it. I never saw it as 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 safety or as some sort of like a safety net. It always yeah. seemed like a limitation. Like, uh, like this is for as long as sure. I work for this company every year. Maybe I get a two percent raise. Like, this is basically the amount of money I'm going to make. You know, and and that's yeah. like that. That is so depressing to me. Anyway, yeah, and 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 like yeah. So that's that's really the the main reason. And I, I equate that with freedom because it's like, oh, I don't have to listen. There's nobody above me. Yeah, telling me what to do, except. I'm the only one telling me what to do. And I have people who are equal to me saying, oh, you should think about doing this or questioning me. So I operate very, very well in that space. And I always knew that some people do not operate well in that space. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm just I just knew early on that I wasn't, you know, and when I was younger, like I worked, I had no normal jobs and. Then I would come home and do more work. Right. I would do more projects. I was I was such a project person that like you know I, I 2006 I did a whole album for no for no reason. No yeah. one heard it. No one heard it. It's 18 songs, me and my friends, and we we my dad had a recording studio and we we wrote a rap album like a full album. Yeah. No one's heard it, and it, and that was fine with me at the time still fine with me i still i have written i've written albums for my friends weddings i've uh built web apps that no one's ever seen i've designed websites that i'll never launch i've uh you know i brew beer here at home i brew beer every weekend almost and you know only a handful of people drink it and that's fine you know but i i have to be constantly doing something creative and like not even not even creative like sometimes like i sat down last week and uh all i did was like clean up the way swim university's content was organized in a spreadsheet like and that to me was so cathartic and well yeah because you're you're working with systems and making things more efficient it's like it's and organizing it's and yeah even with home brewing i love like cleaning up like my where all my equipment is and and like cleaning and making things shiny and uh, yeah. and just being that like I so I enjoy that. And that's part of the, the, the whole mantra of clean and consistent. So it's like clean. And when I when I do stuff that's really simple and small and do them over time, it it always ends up working for me. And, and the, the biggest example of this is uh, I when I did Listed Money Matters, which is a very a uh, successful podcast and it's still going today. Um, but my friend Andrew and I started it and the way, the way, the way it started was totally organic and same with like how you started this show, which is Andrew and I would have these conversations on Skype because we were doing a separate business. We were building a website together and his wife overheard us and said, I don't know why, but I'm eavesdropping on your conversation. It's funny. It's interesting. You guys should probably do some sort of like podcast. Because you guys are just have good chemistry. 
And it wasn't about, we didn't, it wasn't about personal finance at the time. It was just like, do something right. uh, auditorially, you know, that, that involved you guys talking to each other. And so I was like, listen, I know how to do podcasts. Like, I think we should do a personal finance podcast. That'd be super fun. And so we did it and we started doing it once a week and, you know, not a lot of, not a lot came from it for the first six months. And then we switched over to daily and we just skyrocketed. Right. Yeah. And I think by the time I left, I think we were doing like 25,000 downloads an episode, you know, on on a daily podcast. And and I'm sure they're doing way more now. Uh, And when I think back to that, I'm like, well, why did that work? Like, what was it? What was it? What was it about that that worked? It was I did something small every day. Every single day I produced one half hour show and it and it wasn't that difficult to do. Uh, And. With the podcast that I'm doing now, I know like everything in me as a creator and a project person and someone who likes to, you know, go really hard at a project and knock it out in a month. I I am restraining myself from taking my podcast and and like trying to make it the most successful show ever in, in a month. Oh, like yeah. you did with with I I can't I'll burn it. Yeah, no, I know that, that. It's same same thing here. That's exactly what happened to me. That's why I'm not <laughs> doing that this time. Right. So with with my show now, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? All I have to do is make sure that I produce one show a week that's pretty goddamn good. That's all I have to do. So, and if I could do that in two years, it may be awesome. It may be. Right. It may so many things could come from it. And the only reason I got back into podcasting was I sat sat. You know, you could take all the advice from everyone in the world. Oh, it's a great way to build your audience. Blah, blah, blah. I sat down alone and, and just started writing in a journal app on my computer. Why? What I liked about the first time I podcast, like what came of it? Like other than like because no money came from it, but like what were the things I enjoyed? And I came to this conclu- I came to this realization that when I did Listen Money Matters, I met most of my friends through that. Like most of my real yeah. life friends, because I, you know, we had them booked on the show that somebody we had somebody else booking guests for us. You know, they booked somebody on the show. And then I'm like, oh, you're really cool. And we would hang out. Or I met Steph because of my podcast. I started doing a podcast. I got invited to go to this conference and perform. And then, you know, she came up to me and I was like, oh, and that's like that. The podcast literally changed my life. Yeah. And so when I when I had that realization, I started writing down all of the friends that I had made from this experience. I'm like, oh, the podcast has more value to me than just money. There's yeah. and, and money is definitely something because a lot of those friends um, who I who I made have introduced me to other people who have like either became my business partner and we've made money that way, or you know buy buy things from me, or you know take me out. To, like they like money does come from those relationships, and I now have this like I don't I don't know what I'm saying is. Is I'm doing this I know what you new mean. show. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it one one day at a time, like the soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and everything that I think about in my business, it's it has to be projectized and it has to be like easy and, and fun. If it's not, and it's something that I have on, on Money Lab as a brand rule, and I often forget it, 
but it's like, have fun, make money, you know, don't, don't spread yourself too thin. These are like rules that I have for myself. And I always end up doing it because I get so influenced and so gung ho about so many things. And sometimes every time I, I tend to go down that road, I have to like take a step back, sit down and say like, okay, you, you, do you really want to do this? Right. And if you were, and if you really want to do this, how do you make this sustainable? Because either this is something you're going to do for a month and then you're going to be done the project and you'll be able to launch it like a course. Okay. That's like a one month project or a, or a one week project, depending on what you're making. Or are you like going to start a Pinterest strategy and you have to produce one pin every single day? Are you going to start a podcast where you do, you know, or a blog where you do one thing every single day uh, and you do it small and you don't try to like kill yourself building it all in a, all in a month. And it's like, and so now that I'm in this position of, even if I, and if I had to go back, if I had to go all the way back to when I first started swim university and I could give myself advice from like, you know, the Tim Ferriss question, like, what would you tell yourself 10 years, 10 years ago, dude, you don't have to, this site doesn't have to make money this month. It can make money. It'll, it'll make money in two years. If you just every single day, you sit at this computer and you make one thing and you publish it on the site or not, or make, or spend two days making one thing and publish it in three days or whatever yeah. it is. But all you have to do is, you know, give yourself some sort of like, you know, and this is my, I had a boss actually that told me this a long time ago. And, and my dad has a similar uh, mantra, which is like, uh, my dad's mantra is, you know, you had to eat an elephant, you one bite at a time. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you want to build a site like swim university that gets a ton of traffic, you do it one blog post at a time and that's all you think about, or you do it one, you know, one blog post, one pin at a time, one tweet at a time. What, you know, how do you build anything is you do it, you take it yeah, and you just do one tiny little thing and you do it very, very well. And you keep doing it over and over and over again. Uh, and it will grow. It may not grow really. You're not, you're, you're never going to have that hockey stick moment, but you will s- consistently start to grow over time. And, and you must be, and those, and doing it that simply, allows you to quickly adapt because it's like, okay, I've been doing this one thing, but if I have to do one more extra thing, it's not that big of a deal because this one thing isn't that hard to do in the first place. And my boss used to say, as long as you come into this building and, and get one small thing done that helps this company even a little bit, you're worth having as an employee. And I'm like, okay, that's comforting because it's like I don't have to come in and work eight hours straight you know, building a spreadsheet, as long as I do something that is productive, even if it only takes me an hour to do, it, it was worth coming in those eight hours that day. Yeah. Is, is was his philosophy. And so I was like, oh, that, you know, that kind of like takes the load off as a, as a person who does any kind of work. It's like, you don't, you know, my other boss, he forced us to come in, you know, and he, you, you had to be busy the whole yeah, day. I know. And if you were just sitting around, like you're fired, you know? Right. And, I don't believe that. I hate it that because I'm like, well, you know, sometimes you need a break. But I like working. I really enjoy working. And so I'm trying to restrain myself from, you know, doing, filling my entire eight hour day or 10 hour day with like just shit to do. And like a lot of that is nonsense because I'm doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Like that just doesn't need to be done just because it's a hobby to me and I'm filling the time. And then, you know, even like 
reading a business book. It's like, oh, you just need to read a business book. And then and then you get like an idea and then you start running with this idea. And all of a sudden, you know, um, two or three weeks in or two or four months in, you are all of a sudden you have too much shit on your plate. Yeah. And now all and the thing that was working, the thing that you're supposed to do every single day is now you're not doing every day. And so now you're not growing and you've just like the way I described it is it's like you have a destination. Your destination is west. Right. So you get in the car and you drive west and you should keep your foot on the gas pedal and, and, and keep doing it and keep moving. But every time you see an accident on the side of the road, you start rubbernecking and everything starts slowing down. Yeah. And if you keep getting distracted with all of these like accidents and you don't have this core focus, you are go. it's it's you're still going to get there. You're still going to go wet. You're still going to get where you want to go. Yeah. It's just going to be much, much slower. And yeah. But if you try to like slam on the gas and go full speed, then you burn, you literally burn out. Yeah. That's the other thing for me this year that has made a big difference is realizing um, that uh, what I'm working on and the order that I work on those things has a big different, has a, has a big impact on quote unquote success. Uh, because yeah. what I would typically do when I had, I had an idea is I'd go buy a domain name, I'd make a logo, I'd start working on a website design, yep. I would do all this stuff, which which doesn't make you money, which doesn't really matter at all, which nope. doesn't get you anywhere, but it keeps you busy. And then, yep. you know, you just, I go would go hard after it, I'd be doing all this kind of stuff, and, and I'd talk to people about the idea and all this stuff. A month would go by, and then I'm burned out, I'm over it, and I haven't even, and I haven't, yeah. I haven't even yeah. launched a thing. Um, and so this yeah. time around, what I decided is, okay, what are the most important things that I need to do here? I Do I really even need a website? Do I need a logo? Do I need any of this right now? Like, what the first thing I need to do is get customers. And what do I have to, what's the minimum I have to have in order to get customers? And for me, that was a Google Doc that explained what I did and how much it would cost. So it was literally yeah. just putting that together and start sending it out. And then suddenly, you know, you have a few customers and the, the difference is not in the, amount that you're working you're still working the same amount but yeah. uh you're working by working on the right things that is that that is that to me that's the difference between burnout and and yeah. feeling really good like you're actually going somewhere you're accomplishing something yeah and my argument for people who think that that like they still need help in that situation is no you actually know what it is if you just sat down quietly and thought about it like you just said like you're like what you know oh i want to i want to start a podcast production company what do i need microphones no <laughs> what do you need uh i need a website no no if you want to make money with a podcast production company the first thing you need is customers right. that's and strip everything away you know when my friend uh start he started a, a videography business and he called me and was like hey listen i i'm kind of hoping that you could help me with stuff like you know i was like yeah I'll, I'll talk to you at any time you know it's my best friend and so i said to him my advice to him was you don't need a camera <laughs> like he wanted to start a videography company you don't need a camera you need a client yeah get the client first get the get the money first buy a camera with that money go shoot the yeah. wedding you already, you know, totally, and yeah. my, my, I had a, a ex-girlfriend whose father had, had this story and he did this. And I was like, it, it, it was such a good story. It was such a, it blew my mind. He, 
wanted to start his own business, and he he came from the scooter comp- like a scooter industry, like selling um, <laughs> motorized scooters for like you know older people yeah. and stuff. And and the, the, the scooter industry people. just sounds like a, a weird. A yeah, weird I don't know what they call yeah. it, like a mo- 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 mobility <laughs> yeah. industry. Like I don't know what the industry is technically called, right? But but he he came from that industry, and he wanted to start his own uh, business, and so the first thing he bought was was business cards yeah he was like it was 10 it was ten dollars on online he bought business cards he had no products he had nothing yeah and he just went to he went door to door to or however he like found the the his target customer literally sold something he did not have in inventory and then used that money to go buy that thing in inventory and then and start it with just a ten dollar business card and this is a guy who sell he is now he has a store now like he's an actual like storefront yeah. with with product and he started with it was completely bootstrapped. And when I think about when I go back and I think about Swim University as like, okay, you want to start a blog that makes money? What's the first thing that you need to make to, to do that? Like, what's the first thing you need? Traffic. And yeah. it has always been, it's always been traffic. You don't even have to be a rocket science to figure out what makes a website succeed. Traffic. Always. Yeah. And that's it. So it's like, how do you get traffic? publish articles you know it's like what or and how do you want to get traffic do you want uh referral traffic do you want you know traffic from search engines you want traffic from pinterest oh i want traffic from pinterest well then you better go pin some pins you know (laughs) or if you want traffic from seo you better go write some articles you want some traffic from youtube you better go film some videos well and and you know it's like it's very easy but the other advantage of, of doing it this way is at least i found that what you think you need or how you think it's going to go is never how it actually works out when you get real customers. Uh, so when you get a real customer and you figure out how that, how that interaction goes and, and what they were actually interested in and what they weren't interested in and all this stuff. Um, it's yeah. just, you know, if, if you go the other way and, and like you said, you, you, you get all this other stuff first, like your friend with the yeah, camera, everything in place. You might, yeah. yeah. You might realize once you get a customer, that you got all the wrong stuff, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's just made such a difference to, you know, focus on the elements that make money first and not worry about all those yeah. other things that I would usually just spend all this time. Cause I mean, I like those things. I like doing those things. I like those things too. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. had to, s- or you might end up hating it. Yeah. Like you might hate it and you're like, oh shit, I just spent $10,000 doing yeah. this, like building this business and I actually hate blogging. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I just right. think yeah. for me, and this is what I've been like, telling people on Instagram and everything is that like the, I don't know what I have experienced this year is the absolute best education learning experience is getting customers and providing the thing that you're selling them, um, will make you so much. I mean, it, it just changes everything. It makes you so much more confident. You just figure out, um, the, the yeah. difference between the people that you look at online and they're like, these are the really successful people. And, you know, we're always wanting to be like those people. And how come everything doesn't work out like that and everything? I think the big difference between those people and everyone else is is uh, just actually doing it, just actually getting the customers and selling them stuff and figuring out their problems and how to solve those problems and I mean, that's, yeah. that's how you get paid. And so, uh, yeah, it's a difference between having a, an idea. It's a difference between, um, something that stays an idea and something that actually becomes a business. And, 
And that affects your mindset when you have 10 years of lots of ideas and nothing's ever worked. You know, it, it, it really, it kind of does a well, number thing, on like, you. Nothing's you know? ever, yeah, nothing's ever worked. Why? Exactly. I, yeah. I, come, I come from a camp that believes that everything works. Every, every idea works. Every one of them. That there's no idea that's bad. So like when I, when I think of the, you know, everyone gives the pet rock example. Like somebody made a pet rock. Technically, if you heard that, right. <laughs> it's a bad idea. But a guy made like a million dollars or whatever it was. I don't know how true that actual story is, but it, it's meaning that, like, if you, if I said to like, oh, I want to write a book about hot tub care, like that's never going to sell. It's who, who, who's going to buy a book about that? Yeah. And I, I would agree. Who would buy a book about it? But I did it, and I was consistent about it, and I consistently sold it, consistently brought in people who needed it, and consistently improved the product. And it's not, it's not, it's not going to, you know, it's not Airbnb. It's not going to blow up overnight, <laughs> but it's, it's making money. It's not a bad idea. You know, yeah. uh, I didn't think any, but I made the coffee course on roasty and I'm like, who is going to buy a course on how to make coffee? <laughs> it's one of those, like, who is going to do yeah. that? But I'm like, you know what? I had the same, I, I said the same exact thing about the pool book. So I'm just going to do it because yeah. it, I, again, and I did it, and I put a, a consistent message in place to people who visited my website. Hey, I have this thing. Hey, I have this thing. Hey, I have this thing. And people bought it. Yeah. And, you know, did they buy it in droves? No. Did I make enough money to retire at, at you know, 32? No. But it it, it, it worked, right? right. It, it was cons- – and it worked, and it was consistent. And so I think that there's, there is no such thing as a bad idea – only bad implementation, right? I guess that's, I think I've heard some, that somewhere. Yeah. But if you don't implement and you don't do it consistently and you don't try and you just give up after, you know, two months, yeah, well then, yeah. Yeah. You deserve, you deserve, and that's not the ideas. It wasn't the ideas problem. It was your problem. Right. You know, you're the, you're the fault. You're at <laughs> fault for that. Yeah. I think my, I think my social network for dogs would have worked had I, <laughs> given any shit about it and tried to and, and pushed it along and kept consistently, you know, trying to build a customer base. Oh, it would have been huge. Would have been huge. Would have been like sold it to Facebook for like a billion dollars or something. <laughs> well, Who knows? Or or I would have made it ten thousand dollars a year for Well, it. there's your next uh there's your next money lab experiment is uh Ooh. your doggy social network. Bringing it back. <laughs> Dude. Bringing it back. Uh this has been great, man. Yeah. I guess we should sort of wrap it up. Yeah, huh? that was my that was my uh, signal. <laughs> you're, you're you're i think yeah. you're well no yes you just okay you're now officially the longest justin well justin Woo! was the longest but we just crossed that like 30 seconds ago so nice now you're officially the longest but uh uh yeah man so with all the is, is your with okay so with the new show uh is yeah. that gonna be uh weekly and do you uh I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, it, the goals for it are different than the shows you started in the past. Obviously, that's what we've been talking about for two hours. But um, is it just uh, is it just like a hobby thing? Is it just an outlet for you to do something you enjoy, or or do you have uh, like business goals eventually in mind with it? Yeah, has multiple goals. Uh, it is. It comes out every Monday morning, very early. Uh, I will, I want it to come out every Monday morning. I, I've want, I, once I did the first four episodes, I'm like, I could do this every day. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, but I'm restraining again, restraining, <laughs> doing it once a week, make, you know, producing a very good show. And, 
Uh, so the one model or the one goal is to have some sort of consistent production schedule. Uh, that's easier for me than writing. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a very prolific, uh, good, consistent writer. It's yeah. like, it pains me to sit in front of a computer and write, <laughs> but it yeah, doesn't too. pain me at all. It doesn't pain me at all to like call up a buddy and, and or have like Steph come in and, and like talk about this exact, you know, stuff. Yeah. I could do this all freaking day. Right. Um, so it's, it's one, I needed that consistency and I'm, since I'm, that's my new mantra is like, all right, produce something consistent on money lab to grow an audience. Uh, two, I want to start, um, I don't, I don't do a very good job at promoting money lab products, like my courses and my plugin. And the reason I don't is because uh, money lab is just a very inconsistent content, uh, production area. And it's, yeah. and it's really not built for that sort of like constant selling, but, uh, the podcast I've, I've, I started it with that in mind. So, uh, I sponsor or one of our, one of my product sponsors every episode right now. And I've sold things that way. Yeah. Uh, so already I've sold like one course with, you know, about a hundred people who listen. So that's, to me, that's already successful. Sure. Uh, and then the other goal is to, um, connect, get like deeper relationships with the people that I already love. And, uh, I can, but like, I'm going to talk to my friend. I always talk to my friends and I have parties and stuff, but this gives me an outlet to talk to them a little bit deeper about topics that we're interested in that maybe might not come up in actual conversation in real life. Like we may not go out to a bar and have a deep ass conversation about uh, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, what it's like to work from home, but I can have those conversations with these, with these people yeah. uh, intentionally. And also, it allows me to like it reminds people that like, hey, I'm out here like I'm, I'm, I'm we're both doing the same thing. We can help each other. We can be friends yeah. like, uh, oh, when are you going to be in town? I'll be in town on the seventh. Cool. Like, let's meet up like it. it, it So it's really a, a social. Yeah, it is uh, thing. Like, as I mentioned earlier about doing the other podcast where everything that's good in my life has come from you know, producing a show like this and being good at it too, like producing a good show. And I got invited to like attend conferences and speak on, on these topics. And, uh, I've met real life friends who have gone to their weddings because of the podcast. And so I want that to continue happening. Like I met Justin Jackson. Yeah, We've been Twitter friends and we email each other and we've always talked sort of like, not in real life, but then I'm like, you know what? Now I have a reason for him for like us to just talk. And now it's like, Oh, maybe a friendship can develop from that. Like a real legit yeah. one. Yeah. And definitely. I'm, I'm, yeah, I hope it does. Cause I think, you know, I think we definitely had a lot in common. And if I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, uh, trying to beat his record right now. <laughs> You're just trying just to talking keep and it going. Just pushing. Yeah. yeah just well, keep let me ask you this. Talking. Where is, uh, do you post the web? Do you post the podcast anywhere on your website? Yeah, if you go to uh, moneylab.co slash podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that might it, be it, but there are, the no, there are no links to it, though. Yeah, in the in the nav bar. No. All that's, what do you see? All that's in the nav bar is uh, dashboard account affiliate support. Oh, that's because you're logged into Money Lab. Oh, okay. Well, that's why, then. Never mind. Yeah. Never when mind. When you're logged in, the, <laughs> when you're logged in, it changes. Oh, okay. I see. Because it's like, hey, you already know about me. You're already logged in. You already bought one of my st- products. Yeah, yeah, you don't care about me anymore. Um, yeah, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you, already my, you already got my credit card number. So, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's slash uh, moneylab.co slash podcast. And uh, 
right it's actually really simple right now it's just i'm just showing all of the uh all of the podcasts that i currently have out uh that this page may change obviously it's on itunes and stitcher and google play and all those things but yeah i'm actually trying to build it um outside of the money lab audience it's a way to bring people into money lab versus me you know because money lab doesn't have a huge list i i tend to keep it relatively clean so if people subscribe to me and they haven't opened any of my emails in a while, I'm just like, I, I kind of go, Hey, do you want to, do you still want to be on this list? Cause if not, like, I don't, you know, this is, this is a waste. I just time. did that for the um, first time two days ago. I like, I deleted 800 people off my list because they haven't yeah. opened an email in 90 days. So like, what's the point, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? So, uh, so I do that a lot. And, you know, so the people that are on my list have a good high open rate and their people are very engaged and I like having the small audience, but, uh, I, I needed another outlet because I don't produce uh, if if the goal for <laughs> owning a blog is traffic. I'm very I don't do that with SEO. I'm not an SEO blogger on Money Lab. It's all been word of mouth. Yeah, which I like, but it just grows very slowly. And I just needed something more consistent that may uh, help accelerate that just a tad bit. Because, again, I've been doing this consistently for two years. I'm very proud of Money Lab. I love living in it. Like I love thinking about it and and talking about it and and it's I'm very proud of it again. Yeah. And the podcast is sort of my way of going like I should introduce more people to to Money Lab because yeah. I don't do a good job at that. And so that's and, and that's another goal. Well, the new site's great too, man. I got to say it's uh oh, it's not that you. the bad one was 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 ugly, but this one is like just unspeakably better. So <laughs> uh I yeah, I really really like it. Um uh, but usually what happens is when I see something like this, I'm like, fuck, now I got to redesign my website, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure I saw someone redesign their website and I was like, eh, and I always yeah. do that. And just, you know, I, I'm sure I. Yeah. And I just like I, I this is one of those things that I did not have planned. I, you know, like, you know, I had the weekend to just kind of like putz around the house and I was like, oh, let me just do yeah. this. And it was like I literally did it as a hobby. Like I enjoy I enjoy uh, designing and uh, like coding websites. And so only if they're my own, I don't like doing it for other people, but I love doing it for myself. And so, yeah, uh, it's, this was like, yeah, this was the same as like me going out and gardening or (laughs) or whatever hobby somebody has. This is my version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for doing it. I'm glad. uh, Yeah. Thank uh, you. I'm glad we were able to, uh, sorry. Now my wife is in here making noises, ruining the show. (laughs) Oh boy! Jeez. Anyway, um, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Anyway, man, yeah, thanks, cool. thanks for doing it. It was fun. So, uh, so yeah. now, uh, when am I? When do I get to be on your show? Uh, I, I'm gonna force it. You know, I was I was gonna yeah, wait for me, you uh, to ask me, but I haven't been asked, so yeah. I gotta force it on the air. Uh, I, I have like a list of people I'm like trying to get on, but I'm, yeah, I'm I'll, to- I'll, uh, I'll send I'm, you the link. I'm messing with you, man. Oh, I know what you're doing. Well, yeah, you know, I gotta. That's it's part of the strategy. You gotta get. You gotta. You gotta guess. Doesn't mean it's not gonna happen, though. It might happen. Hey, you never know. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, all right, dude. Cool, uh, man. Well, once again, appreciate it. It was it was a good conversation. Let's we'll do it. Let's we'll do it again. Yeah. Excellent. One thing's for sure, when Matt and I get together, the conversation never freaking ends. <laughs> it was actually a lot longer than that. I, I edited it down, folks, okay? I tried. I tried to make it listenable, 
but uh, both of us are just big talkers, and so we, we, we go on and on forever. But I hope you enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun to record. I'm sure Matt will be on again, uh, and thanks, Matt, for, for doing it this time. Check out Matt's stuff at moneylab.co. That's probably the best place to go to listen to his show and find out all about him and all the projects that he's working on. You can find show notes and all that stuff related to this episode at thegentlymad.com slash 68. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to be part of the book club and get this month's book, The Brain Audit by Sean D'Souza. And if you're not interested in any of that stuff, but you just want to be an awesome person and leave me a rating and review in iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps me. I say it every single time. I know you're tired of hearing it by now, but it really does help me. And so I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. All right. I mean, what can I do? It's, it's one of the biggest things that helps people find the show. So I'm going to keep saying it. All right. That's it for this week. We've got another great conversation coming up next week. So get on the list if you don't want to forget. And that's all I got. Hope you guys have a great week. See you next time. I don't know, I'm sort of just an old guy with a big tongue. That's I'm just a big old tongue old man. That's all that is. Um, that's sort of how many words am I at?